New Week, same podcast, episode five for the intersect. The late bloomers in the motherfucking building once again. We swagging out on you. Heavy swag today. It's OGEs. We out here, man. I'm taking the headphones off. Man. You're taking the headphones off already. 25 seconds in. Why you the king? Write your own. OGEs. Follow me at Eating With Ease on Instagram. Yo, you so good at that. Yo, you really got real. You got nice podcast etiquette. I got to give it up to you. You always throw your at there so people can find you. <laughs> I leave it to people to read. I'm a I'm a literary of sorts. Yeah, man. And I leave it to people to find it in the information. It's been a hell of a week. We got a lot of intersections between pop culture, between what happened on our last show that we talked about coinciding with this this new week. So we're gonna get into it. Hope everybody's feeling well. Welcome back. First thing I want to mention is, um, you know, I heard that uh, the Mac Miller is is death. It hasn't been like confirmed to suicide yet. They got to do a little investigation for the intercept to, um, you know, to make sure there's no foul play. I heard people say, "Hope there's no foul play." I'm on the other side of that, thinking like, I'm, I'm. I'm on the side of I hope Mac Miller wouldn't want to take his own life. Like right. I think I would want to think it was foul play. Unfor- I mean, unfor- I mean, it's unfortunate that he died. So right, I'm not, I'm not rooting, I'm not rooting for suicide in that situation. I'm more so. I mean, if you got to pick a side, right, I would root for. Damn, somebody was hating. You don't want to see. I feel you. I feel you wholeheartedly. In the last episode. I said that, you know, hopefully Mac being who he is wanted to die with his life fulfilled, like you said, not being, you know, not expecting or anticipating any foul play. But, you know, it is what it is, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can speak on it if you want. I kind of want to let what come out to come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of left the Larry Fisherman episode. Either way, we lost. Right, a legend, man. I mean, it was just a quick. It was just a quick follow up on that. No, 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 for sure, man. We, I appreciate it. We appreciate it, and that's what we here for. You know what I'm saying? We here. We here for. On a lighter, the continuity. On a lighter note, and that's a nice, my man, my man. We be getting on each other about the busky L's. That's a nice line right there for the real love. All right, so so for for on a lighter note. For all my hoop dream niggas, I mean, there's places you can ball overseas. Right. Like, I know niggas who really say, I really want to ball. They really pursued it. Right. They got a little contract right. to play. Talk about But it's it. about where where are you going to play? Where are you going to do it? Shout because out to my niggas. Are you, are you, are you really, if ball is really life, is you really about it to do it in Baghdad? Would you ball and Yo, like that? Whenever you ready, I'm going to jump right in on this for the intersect of your life. Off the fucking back. Shout out to my man, Dustin Salisbury, a nigga who done played in 11 countries in the past 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You text me that top of the week. I said, I cannot wait. I, ca- I saw your post. You know what I'm saying? Right. I said, I cannot wait till we do our show so I can intersect this shit for you. Right. Because... Three and a half weeks ago, 
uh, Iraqi team offered my man a, a contract. Right. So it wasn't in, in Baghdad. I, it was in Baghdad. Right. Nigga. Right. It was in Baghdad. And I told him, and when he hear this, he's going to crack up because he, he knows the truth. But, like, I told him he should he should consider it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But at the same time, bro, it's active IEDs, it's active landmines. Hell yeah. Throughout the whole Baghdad. Like, he going to have to be on his toes like he never been in life before. Right. But, see, niggas be talking that Philly is... No, it's not. Philly is Iraq, shy Iraq, all of that. Niggas <laughs> Let's be take me there because I'm from 32nd and Iraq. Shout out to shout out to all the niggas. My family from down there, Natrona Street. You know what I'm saying? But niggas be talking all of that. But when it really come down to it, yeah. would you? Are you chasing that bag in Baghdad? Are you, are you really trying bag? to be the bag daddy? Are you because tra- they give you more bag? They giving you more bread to play in, in, in Baghdad. Than they are on the other teams because they know it's like football. They know that. Are you trying shit to be bad? Daddy is young out there. <laughs> <laughs> are you trying to be out there playing swingman on a team of on a team of Iraqis in the urban in the urban populace of Iraq? But like I said it's something to consider when he gave me his rundown of why he didn't accept the contract. I completely understood. That's the equivalent of a nigga going, he's just going to entertain niggas who were in the army. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody in Iraq is in the army, bro, on one side or the other. You know what I'm saying? For the most part. Like, I feel like he would really be doing the human human population a tremendous service by him being out there and displaying his American, you know, uh, style of play. But he would be putting his life all the way on the line. You would you know do what it? Saying? Would you do it? For I Tim? feel like he might as well. I'm saying, would you? For ten months, what's the? I would. What's the? What's the rate? What's the amount that you need a con- contractual obligation for ten months of Baghdad? I need ten racks a month. Oh, they giving you that? I don't know. I don't think they are not giving you. They giving you like seventy. They giving you like seventy. They not giving you. They giving you like eight. They giving you like eight. We would be have. I would be in Iraq right now with the nigga. You know if you mean? could get it, if he, if they offered if, uh, him, I'm telling you, if they offered him 10, 10 racks a month to play in Iraq, I would be in Iraq with the nigga. <laughs> you would be managing his beat yeah. life like how I already do. Like that's my guy. Like you know what I'm saying. But like at the end of the day, we turned that offer down. He he's the captain of his own ship. Right, he writes his own shit, and he, you know, all right, he's so, already committed to playing in the Middle East. But I feel like Baghdad is the next level. Is, is the highest level of risk. It's the highest level of risk, and it's not the highest level of, of pay that you could uh, play for in the Middle East. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, while it's while you got to entertain every offer, you might as well just join the reserves, my nigga, for them 10 months. Because your benefit package is going to be way better. The benefit package is like they're giving you the housing, though. But your pay is going to be equal. And I don't know. I feel like you have protection. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I just, I, so I transitioned from that to today. The fucking player on the Bills, Vontae Davis... Retired at halftime in the game. Wow. 
This, we giving it to you first. This nigga Vontae Davis didn't even let niggas know. He just at halftime he got dressed and left. The nigga on the team said, "Yo, that nigga." He basically wanted to call him a pussy. Like wow. in the interviews, he said, "Yo, I never seen nothing like that at any level." Like, and it just was total total disrespect. He retired at halftime. The nigga quit on the team. How does that happen? How does that happen, though? So he just didn't come out in his pack. He didn't say... Nigga, he left. He said, I'm done. I'm done the game. I'm out of here. How long did he play? Like, give me his rundown. I I got to look up his... his, uh, Give me his rundown. Was he like a nice boy? Like, who is he in the league? He he clearly... He he, he, he clearly lost all... Whatever respect and credibility he had. If you quitting... If you quitting in the middle of an NFL game, they clearly... You you feel underutilized, bro. Because how did even how did they even let you sneak off and quit? And <laughs> you just hold your own press conference real quick. He didn't have no press. The conference. one nigga in the tunnel, like yo, tell them niggas I'm done, dog. You know what I'm saying? Tell yo, them niggas I'm good. That nigga is out of pocket. What's the headline? The headline reads. The headline reads: How bad are the Bills? Cornerback Vontae Davis retired at halftime. Wow, nigga. Wow. <laughs> he got 10 seasons in. We got a great show for you guys. He got 10 seasons in. We Damn. got drunk enough. They, yeah. already, they already updated his Wikipedia. Vontae Otis Davis is, is a, a former NFL cornerback. Damn. <laughs> Instantaneously. Damn. This nigga retired two hours ago. <laughs> he retired two hours ago. Got a full updated Wikipedia profile. This nigga. Damn. This, for the intersect, he 30. Wow. He turned 30 this year. He retired Damn. from the league at halftime of week wow. two. Damn, man. He from D.C. Intersects again. Like, oh, we talked about D.C., the, the Chick-fil-A bro. Yeah, man. Now we right back in D.C. This, is, a this is an L. This is an L for D.C. too, man. <laughs> You're not going to comment, but this well, is a... At what level? At what level? This is an L. If a nigga is retiring at halftime, like, Rayful Edmonds, we know he is snitch. So, Damn, like... you taking it there. <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? There. I was, DC niggas before. is not built. Like, that's what it really boiled down to. Like, wow. don't, don't try to snuff me when you see me if you're wow. from DC. But I'm just giving you... Wow. Yo, I'm not. That's not me. Shout out to my political connect. Shout out to all my DC. I rock with DC. I rock with the ladies out DC. So what's, you fuck DMV? with Shaq Lizzie? Because if you like, I fuck with my man. No, I don't rock with Lizzie. DC guy. is a black I, metropolis, bro, is, of it America. Is, it's, it's no other place in America or on Earth like DC. And ACL. No. Yes. No, DC is the way it's out. Like black, the flow of the yeah, black is blacker. It's blacker than uh, ATL is not. ATL it's blacker is, in DC now. I feel like yeah, it's definitely always been blacker in DC. Not anymore. DC is getting gentrified. Uh, that number is going. City. Yeah, they, yeah that, that's been so grandfathered in, but it's not Chocolate City anymore. No, the swag of it. It's not Chocolate City anymore. But the swag, the culture of it is white Chocolate City. It's white Chocolate City. Is white chocolate city? <laughs> <laughs> it's white chocolate city, man. Vontae Davis, 
I'm about to pull up on St. Davis on the pod. I'm about to quit me at halftime of the episode part one. I got the other half. I'm glad I got my new friend. But yeah, man. You want to settle into the show, but I like it. I like I like the fuckery, man. You know what I'm saying? DC is I'm not so you don't fuck with Shaq Lindsay. I'm you not, taking it there. Cause I'm let me tell you. There, let like, me I, tell you for the intersect, for the intersect. I watched the Kevin Hart Coldest Balls Pause episode with Skip, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, yeah. So he was yeah, giving let's talk about that. He was giving the rundown of his favorite guards. No, he said the top five point guards. Yes, in the he league. included himself. That's fine. But when he forgot Kyrie Irving, well, hold on, hold on. When he forgot Kyrie Irving, the first person who Kevin Hart asked him who he had to take off his list, he mentioned he mentioned Steph Curry. He mentioned Russell Westbrook. He mentioned himself. He mentioned uh, Dame Lillard. He mentioned John John Wall. Wall. And the first person Kevin Hart said, "Damn, not Kyrie." Right. So who got to come off the list? He said John Wall. Yeah. A nigga asked me about John Wall, and I said. Dame Lillard, if Dame Lillard had the hype of John Wall, you would see what he really is. Man, that list is bogus because CP3 wasn't in the debate of it. So yeah, like, but CP3, so CP3, CP3 go, go ahead, I hear you. His CP3. list is bogus. Like, like, his personal Thomas, list. I, I, no. It's his personal list. Like, it he it can league. still be bogus. Nah, it's not bogus. Because you, you leave out a 36. It is bogus. I said Thomas, nah. you're not top five. I don't know, man. Anyway, what? You do know, know that. You do know. know. He was an MVP well, top, name your top five point guards right that. now. I don't want yeah, to. Yes, you no, I don't no. want to. No, I want to talk that. about do that, do that shit now. I don't want to. Do that shit now. I don't I'll to. give you the top five point guards. No, you can give me order. yours. It's That'll not. Yours. I mean, it, but it's debatable, but in, in no way, debate, shape, form, fashion, Go. is Isaiah Thomas sneaking in to the five. Go. He's he not above Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is not a point guard. Yes, uh, he's, he is. Ben Simmons is not top five in the league. At nothing. Exactly. At nothing. He's not top five at, at the one at the one, but he's above Isaiah Thomas. No, no, he's not. no, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Stop, man. This this you wanted an angle for Ben Simmons. You I'm not angling for five. Ben Simmons. I'm telling you that Isaiah Thomas is not top five, and you can't spin the top five in any way. I don't want to. I'm just trying to tell you. You're for the gonna, intersect. CP3 for the intersect though. Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. For the intersect. What I'm trying to tell you to your point is about DC niggas not being built. And the nigga (laughs) white John Wall immediately off his list (laughs) with no hesitation. You feel me? Right. It was like and people niggas got to argue with me talking about, oh John, you think John Wall overrated? I said absolutely. You know what I'm saying? He's a little overrated, my nigga. I mean, uh, a little bit. He's not to me because, I mean, in the draft that he came out, I mean, he was, he was, so he was, he was, he developed into a better player, and he definitely was always better, and it still is better than Evan Turner. So, mm-hmm. like, when you talk about overrated, I mean. Overrated, so according to his class, the class he came in. The class that he came from, he is where he's supposed well, to be. I'm putting him in that category. He's a star of that class. Point guards and he's not. He a star of his class, though. So, I mean, I can't be mad at him that he didn't ascend beyond the other superstars. Like, he's he's a. That's I, how I feel. Like, that's how I felt about Danny Garcia. Niggas keep talking shit about Danny Garcia. Oh, he got it. But I'm like, Danny Garcia spent a third of his career in championship fights. 
Right. So he's a star of his class. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? Right. But niggas is like, nah, he not the best of the best. But I'm like, it's only three, four niggas that might be better than him. And only two of them niggas beat him. The other two niggas are speculative. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's the that's the thing with John Wall. Nah, but John Wall is not better than a lot of niggas in his class. A lot of the niggas that Isaiah Thomas, maybe he, you could say. John Wall, top seven point guard. Top, right? <laughs> top seven is not top five. I'm saying top seven, and he's still above Isaiah Thomas. So like that's so that's the, for what you. Really so the coldest balls, the coldest ball, his coldest balls episode with Kevin Hart. I have no problem with Isaiah Thomas thinking that he's top five, right? But the problem, I, unfortunately, this is the time when I agree with Stephen A. If I can't trust Isaiah Thomas' opinion if he don't have CP three in his top five, right? You know what I'm saying? You can't, you're not better than CP3. So for the intersect of the Coldest Balls episode, the the funniest shit of all time was that when they came out, Isaiah Thomas is all but 5'9", but he towered over Kevin Hart. <laughs> I mean, Kevin Hart might have came to his left pectoral. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought that I, I'd never seen a little nigga this much taller than Kevin, than Kevin Hart. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and I said, because you see them together on camera, but in your mind, they're the same size. Like, when you see them independently of each other. Isaiah Thomas you, towered over Kevin Hart. Yeah, but you think of them in your head as being the same size. Like, when you see Isaiah Thomas on an NBA court with NBA niggas, you feel like he's the same size as Kevin Hart. You right. know what I'm saying? But him standing next to Kevin Hart was like, I don't know, like a nigga who was 6'3", standing next to Kevin Hart. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So the uh, just a couple more things on Isaiah Thomas. He doesn't get his just due, so we're gonna give him a little bit of it. Um, the way he got his name, his dad lost to his dad was a Laker fan, I guess. And you know, throughout the eighties, it was a lot of niggas who was Lakers fans. But his dad was a Laker fan from L.A. who lost a bet on the '89 Finals to Detroit, then he had to name his son Isaiah Thomas because of it. His pop last name not Thomas. I don't think so. I don't think so. No way. I don't know, but that's a crazy. That's a crazy. I didn't even look. That would be another crazy insight. That would be too crazy. But I think he just had to name him Isaiah. His name could. His last name could be Thomas. Already, because the way that because the way that Isaiah said it, he said that his mom liked the biblical way Isaiah was spelled, and his pop lost the bet, and he had to be named Isaiah. You know what I'm saying? Where. So, but like I said, I like the coldest balls, the coldest balls, uh, during Kevin Hart be doing that shit is funny. And I like that. I like what he did for Lamar Odom. You know what I'm saying? Moving forward. I was definitely in my, I was definitely in my bag this week on my YouTube journey. You know, I love to get YouTube educated right. on fuckery. You know what I'm saying? Right. And some of my fuckery took me to the cop, the concrete. I don't know if you're familiar or, or the listeners are familiar with the concrete, uh, Subscribe to Concrete on uh, YouTube. It's basically this episode. It's like this um, old head. It's like this old head Italian, like you know, still wearing, wearing bowling shirts and penny loafers, right? With bell bottom cut cuff slacks. You know what I'm saying? Right. He's going around copping all kinds of different shit, namely like large estates that people owned. Uh-huh. This episode, he goes back to the Cash Money House. That's owned not by Baby, but the Cash Money House that's owned by Slim, Ronald Williams, his brother. Mm. 
So from the get go, as soon as the episode comes on, the house is angled up. I mean, it's angled up. It's built in uh, 2007. Right. It's angled up, ease. I'm telling you, it it looks like a swamp. The lagoon pool area is like a swamp. I, like you expect when they say you about to you click and you think you about to watch like you know what I mean the life the lifestyles of, you know what I'm saying right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying you see it then he comes on it looks like I said it looks like an upscale version of the Rancho Cucamonga zone right you know what I'm saying like that shit was out of pocket it was built in 2007 there's most niggas in the hood don't got a pool exactly exactly it looked like Craig's uncle's crib at Rancho Cucamonga on next Friday. <laughs> It looked like the higher level of that. That shit was like... I'm the king around here. I'm the here. king around here. You know what I'm saying? 30,000 square feet, non-car garage, 6,000 square feet ballroom. He had a ballroom in his crib, which was lit, which means he had all his signees performing for him. I wonder I wonder if Nikki or if anybody of Young Money or of Cash Money ever performed in this crib. He probably did. He had a 15-seat movie theater that was gutted out. An indoor tennis. He had a guest house with two pools in a tropical lagoon. But the cameraman, the crazy thing, the cameraman turns back to us and he says, why does it look like this? <laughs> After like seven minutes, he's like, why does it look like this? You know what I'm saying? That shit was, it was mold in the crib. Right. The angle is it was mold throughout the whole right. crib. Right. So the boy was like, damn, was it a hurricane here? But like I said, the shit was like, it really showed you that niggas be living way too extravagant in the rap game. You feel right. what I'm saying? It really showed you, like, you know what I mean? At its best, the crib was definitely laid out. But like I said, the pool, it was a swamp, my nigga. Like, it was a, like the pool was probably a million dollars worth of work itself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because it was like, it was like some... Hugh Hefner type. We about to light up too. This week we lighting up the twisted hemp made from hemp wraps. These gave me a lot of static over these joints, but they pure to no tobacco, no nicotine. What I'm talking about, nigga? This is a pineapple right, game. I was about to say, this is a pineapple game. I'm giving you our next rap that I'm about to smoke after this. You know what I'm saying? But this is not an option. this shit. They it's all you. Good. You smoking that regular it's all weed? Good. It's all I'm smoking that regular. <laughs> That's regular. So, like I said, I just got a lot of insight from that shit. Like, it made me think about how niggas, like, we really be on some nigga shit as as people sometimes overextending our. Well, in his case, he's not over overextending himself. But oh, the Kovasi VSOP just came out, y'all. Oh, here we go. That's beautiful. But what you like? Tell me about rappers in excess. Like, give me a, give me your rundown of rappers in excess. Like, clearly, here's an executive trying to flip the crib. The angle was the boy, the the main guy of the concrete shit. He's trying to cop this joint off on, but he's saying it's at least a million and a half dollars worth of work. <laughs> Slim Slim brought the crib for seven M's. Had it had it all done for seven M's in 20, 2007. He wanted to buy it off of him for three. No, Slim wants him to buy it for six million. Right in the condition that it's in. Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Right. So he clearly noticed a million. He's still trying to get what he paid for that shit. Right. He noticed a million dollars worth of work that needed to get done. Right, but that he once not again, to budge. Once again, that place like a seven million dollar house in. 
It's probably, I'm assuming it's in Louisiana. Mm-mm. For the intersect, it's the biggest house ever built in Broward County. Broward County, so it's in, my, it's in uh, yep. Miami. Yep. I mean, it's in uh, Florida. Yep. So, well, it's probably a, a better marketplace. If it was in Louisiana, he would have no chance of recouping, you know what I mean? Because that's just you're just outpricing the market. It's not million dollars. Well, who not, wants to pay six mil, eight million for a crib in Fort Lauderdale? And well, you could just pay that and live in Miami, right? Yeah, it's, it's, still, an it's still an angle. It's that it's definitely outpricing that market too. Because Fort Lauderdale not that bad. It's not that bad. But it's, it's not that bad it price wise. Right, it's not. Like, I mean, but that house, like, I mean, it's not in the you know, it's that house probably out the way. So, but the up, you know what I mean? That's just, I would rather buy six condos. I'd rather buy a floor of condos right. and rent four of them out and live right. in one of them than to buy an $8 million house. Representing us, man, the rap, like the rap culture. Like, when you see these. Uh, one $8 million house, I mean, I get it when you really get it, but. But an eight million dollar house just doesn't really make sense in the grand scheme. Eight million dollars for one crib, but then you see Hove and Hove and B dropping yeah, ninety the, M's in Beverly Hills. Yeah, I mean in Beverly Hills is different, and I get it, but but yeah, like still, it still don't make sense. Doesn't make sense, does it? Mm-mm. It definitely don't make dollars, so it don't make sense like to keep it old school. So we keeping it in moguls of rap. I also got to check into one of my favorite uh, podcasts ever, The Drink Champs. You know what I mean? DJ FN, Nori, N-O-R-E. This week they had Akon on the show. Akon is doing above and beyond his thing progressively in the world. He might be... He might be... Running, gunning for Kofi Annan's spot in the United Nations, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Akon has a three billion dollar credit from China, a credit a credit line from China for him to put electricity all throughout Africa. But the angle is the only reason he wanted to do that is because he's he's been trying to perform. He's been trying to perform in remote locations in Africa for so long. And he, he'll, for the best he's been able to get in some locations is 10 minutes of the show. And then the shit goes out. You know what I'm saying? And there's no power in the whole town. And the other angle of it was he couldn't visit his grandma without really falling off the grid. You know what I'm saying? And he's trying to visit his grandma for months at a time. I think when people see that, they thinking that all oh, Akon can't go over his grandma house just for the weekend. But a nigga like Akon is trying to spend three months with his grandma. You know what I'm saying? So he's trying to be in her world, in her vicinity. Right. And even a weekend saying? is drawing for an Akon anyway. For, for regular people, but exactly. So he he sets out to do his thing, man. The, it's so many intersects of the Akon. I don't want to run it down for you. Feel free to hop in wherever you want. But it's so many intersects of the Akon interview that Nori did. Akon is from Missouri. Yeah. Akon's pop. Akon's pop came to America and had his kids on American soil and moved them back to Senegal within a month. So they was baby. So they was. Yo, it's just so much. It's crazy. So he's but he from he's from St. Louis. 
right? Right. Went to high school with Nelly, with Dirty Mo. I never knew that. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That is crazy. crazy. That's crazy. Akon is a goat, though. Like Akon is a goat. Like that's a dope. I you make me want to dip back in a drink champs, but I told you how I feel about drink champs. But when he how get, you feel about it, I don't feel it anymore. Like it's it. I mean, I like the legend interviews. I like the Nori interviewing these legends and make it a better interview because he's a legend in his own regard. Right. So it's like. His rap stories match up well with other other Real rap well. stories. Real but, well. And he usually have interactions with them that he vaguely or they remember better than him. Like, but you know what I mean? He usually can give you a story with them too. So it's like it's dope. But you you found out that at the end of the day, Nori was doing the podcast to really he wasn't to it really get hand back hand. into the rap game. I just feel like he hustling like and anybody and once, else. And once the music really came, the podcast. Nah, slowed but up. you'll see once the music slow up, the podcast will bubble. Then this is the new brand of what niggas right. is doing. Like this is the millennial way. You know what I'm saying? But why yeah. not? He never. The thing about Nori is he never stopped making music this whole time. So I can't fault him. You know what I'm saying? For Keeping his continuity with his music. That's fine, but but to um, you think it's sacrificing his show? Yeah, it's definitely sacrificing the show. And then this and then point. and then his uh inner his interview skills haven't really progressed. It's like and it's like how shitty do you want Nori to really be on the show while he interviewing somebody? You want him to be shitty, but no. you also want it to be coherent. You yeah, want so to, and you want the person who be on the show to get shitty too. And, so you know, I, feel I feel like Akon don't drink. Was he drinking on that Okay. He was drinking. Okay. He was drinking. They had Ciroc. it was a Ciroc sponsored show. Yeah. Um he they usually have all different kind of bottles. This was exclusively Ciroc. Um he was drinking. The thing to to your point about Nori, because I used to be like that when I, in the in the beginning episodes of Nori chill. He get the interview out first. He started button heavy. He just be drinking rosé. Like we drinking rosé right now. Nori be drinking rosé. He don't get too far drunk no more. You know what I'm saying? Right. He don't get too sauce because he and he has up this interview. So like I don't want you to lose faith in the drink in the drink cast the drink chance podcast because a lot of people feel like Nori be cutting niggas off a lot of the time. Like when he interviewing niggas, he I definitely like- cuts niggas. He cuts effing off a lot. I'm talking about the and guests. He in the guests too sometimes. But right. He got a lot of ideas and he's a rapper. He's a nigga that's used to hopping on, hopping in. Shout, shout out to Noriega, man. I fuck with Nori, man. I fuck with Drink Champs, but it's like... You got to fuck with On The Run E. You got to fuck with the whole Nori brand. He got the brand. I can't, I can't fuck with On The Run E. Because like, oh, that's too close to E. Yeah, that's why you like, got to fuck with it. Because I mean, he paved the way. He getting busy. He's not paving the way. He just, I mean, he just running. He doing him. Like, I mean, it's not paving the way it's, for me. It's actually it hurting is. my lane. It's not hurting Because he already got a, a crazier following than me. But you are a unique person with your own spinning outlook on Right, but if, can I'm, that bubble. if I'm eating with ease and you on the run eating always been on the run eating. Right, but I mean, right, but you wasn't on the run eating food like at places that, you know what I mean? We had the same spots, like, you once know again, what I mean? Once again, like, like I said, you know what I mean? Flow, him, him being there with a hop in the flow is like, and speaking, with, speaking of that, we're going to jump in no. the eating with ease segment real no. quick then. Man, Not real quick. Let me let me give you the rest of the Drink Champs episode real quick. You could get in, I'll let you get into your shit because I know you're going to jump in your bag. 
I don't want you to. I'm about to know where this joint out. I gotta I ease, you to, ease it out. I got you. Got it. You, you got it. But I just wanted you to. Let's let's hear more. I wanted about. you to get. In the, it was more about. I watched it because of what Akon had to say. He's not a nigga who really be vocal about shit, and it was good to see the kind of shit that he into. So Akon started his own cryptocurrency. Ooh, called A Coin. Okay. Okay. So when you and he says when you invest in A Coin, you invest in the future of Africa, and A Coin will be up for sale. In October, so we wanted to give you that exclusive one of Lee Bloomers. So that's why I don't want you to. I want you to get on Nori, but we got some serious business with with Akon. He's out on the fucker. I fuck with Akon. You, know you already know Akon changed my life in the right. club. You know what I'm saying? Like sure. I, the uh, the club experience is never the same. Like I went to the grand opening of the Akon Club in the Dominican Republic. Wow. In 2013. Talk about, it. Talk about it, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? And you pour up to my You already nigga. know that. that, that shit. That's the most infamous story because people be like, yo, no way. I'll be like, yeah. So we, uh, my man Kyle, he grabbed a bottle of uh, uh, some Henny. I think it was some privilege and shit. We had a bottle of privilege. And then I seen there was a little section that wasn't nobody in. So we took our bottle to this section. We got this section rolling. Mm-hmm. We ended up in a section next to Antro Roll for the intersect the NFL wow. players. Wow. <laughs> Antro Roll was in the section next to us. He had a few bottles, whatever. We was like, yo, you want some of our Henny? He was like, no, I don't drink brown. Right. And we was like, damn, Antro, <laughs> you don't drink brown. Like, that's corny as Turn shit. But, off on the but, but all right, like. Uh, he, he was like, but y'all, I got I got Patron. Y'all want some of my Patron? I was like, damn, Antro, you got a hookah stick. Can I get you a hookah stick? Oh, <laughs> see what I'm saying? He was like, damn, you really? <laughs> he let me hit the hookah stick, though. Like, I don't, I don't even know. That ain't even my thing, you know what I'm saying? So Akon come out. He got a performance with some uh, Dominican rapper. He was, like, the biggest. This the biggest boy with DR. <laughs> and that shit was rolling. But So then he was like, all right, so that's cool. But this is the grand opening of the club. He said, I need the bottles to pop. Like, I need 100 bottles. He said, is you going to grab? And he pointed to this uh, boy who was in the section next to Antro Road. Right. And he was like, yo, is you going to grab 100 bottles? It was like a Punjabi boy, maybe Indian, but right. I think it was Punjabi. But anyway, he was like, he was like, yes, I got 100 bottles. He was like, we need 100 bottles. <laughs> he was like, hold up. He skipped over Antro section, pointed at me. It's like, yo, how many bottles you got tonight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what you tell me? I said, we got five on it. We got five. He said, we need 105 bottles out here like right that. Now. Yo. The late bloomers. The fucking 105 bottles started flowing. Yo. I was nigga. like, yo. Off the Covassier. Uh, we gonna put the Co- we got the Covassier uh VSOP today. We're gonna put that. We're gonna that was to that to Akon. To, to Akon intersecting his story and his life experience with Akon. And I'm saying 105 bottles, man. I, after that, the club was never the same. I sprayed the club with Akon. My nigga, that is with some champagne, dog. Like, like that is some lit shit. <laughs> that is some lit shit. You a lit nigga for life for that story, for this story today. Well, we hold. Let's take this shot, man. Take one with us. Watch that down with a little, little light. I'm chasing the Cavassier with Cavassier. Mm. <laughs> That's a bar. So look, Akon put up his own money to start to start this electric company, right? Right. So he started it with ten thousand homes. 
So he did all he did all solar mini grids on ten thousand cribs, right? Right. And so that's how he started his model, right? The nigga, the nigga to intersect the lavishness of the Ronald, the the sub lavishness of the Ronald Slim Williams shit. Akon has a gas station at his crib in ATL. Mm-hmm. He got a gas station. He got a line extended from the gas station in his hood. Damn. For them to put a tech, I think it's a Texaco pump. Right. Or one of them joints, a Valvoline pump on his crib. Love. It, he said, man, listen, I, I, I was a, he said, I was a carjacker. When we moved to New Jersey, my pop Louis is moving to a better city. That's what New Jersey, that's New Jersey drive. He said, I grew up as a carjacker. Right. I'm African. You know what I'm saying? So I live in Atlanta. This is a carjacking city too. Right. I'm a guy. He said, I got 30. He said, how many whips? He had 32, 36 whips. All foreigns. He said, I switch up cars too much and I go to gas station too much. I had to get this at my crib. That's dope. He said, That's he real said, though. Like, risky. He said, I don't inject too many cars at gas stations and I got right. all foreign. See, he know what his car is. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So the other angle, the shit that had me rolling is that Akon prides himself in being the blackest nigga alive. You know what I'm saying? He right. says he says no nigga. He says anytime he calls it tanning though. I don't like when black ass niggas say I'm tanning. You know what I'm saying? Because if you black nigga, you can't tan. You feel what I'm saying? Yes, you can. No, tanning is an act, but it's also a thing. It's an act of getting more tan. A nigga can't get tan. A nigga gets more brown. Right. A nigga doesn't have more bronze. You're bronze. Right. You're brown. You're not fucking tanning. Nigga, you ain't tan. You feel what I'm saying? I guess. I hear you. Yeah, so so he said that, but he said, I mean, that's just a little shit that I be picking up on. Right. I be picking up on the connotation of words, but he said, no nigga is getting, he said, I already hit up Michael Blackskin. I tell this nigga all the time, he's never going to be blacker than me. Tyrese, <laughs> I tell him all the time. Right. I tell Tyrese all the time, he's never going to be blacker than me. Right. He said, I'm a king dark skin nigga. Right. But he's not. The King Darsky nigga over Wesley Snipes, though. So let's get it correct. Ooh. Yeah, nigga, like, come on, bro. Because Wesley Snipes set the prototype in movies for the Darsky niggas. You know what I'm saying? For the type of Darsky nigga that could be in movies. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And on some, on some, he's the real Bruce Leroy type shit, too. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like if Akon had to rumble for King Darsky nigga, oh, if it, if it came down to the. If it came down to the uh, <laughs> Akon Nino Brown Rumble, it's an L for Akon, bro. <laughs> you feel me? All the way across the board. But I, that shit had me rolling. And like, Akon is just, he's just always been an interesting an interesting figure to me. So I'm glad we could cover him on the Drink Champs. I mean, on the, on the Drink Champs. Yeah, that shot did something to me. Yeah. That quick. Right. On the late bloomers, man. Shout out to all our listeners. Shout out to the people that are, you know, respecting our, our grind, bearing with us in the beginnings and the origins of our show. Yeah, shout out to everybody. We appreciate everybody who take the time out to listen. We yeah, looking we for do. feedback. Mm-hmm. We looking for feedback. We want to know what y'all want to hear. Don't be afraid to subscribe. You know what I mean? Just, you know, we appreciate the applause that's coming through, too. I know we well, can the anchor app. Yeah, the Anchor app allows us to... to to track the amount of applause we get for the show. You know what I'm saying? 
it's a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about, you know, that we intersected from from last week's episode. And uh, Did, for, One question up? real quick. Did you hear a Six Like album? I mean, I been, Black, my bad. I, I, I always call, call them Six, six Like, like so much. Like, I call it, is this Black or Six it's, Like? It's, it's Black, but, um, you know, it's Six Like. Like, niggas can read. I didn't. Yeah, six lack. I can't. I never seen it. Is he a crip? He don't want to use the B because I know that's an angle. Because he don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have no. Uh, is he in the rolling sixties? Is that why he got the? Uh, I do not know. So anyway, I did. I have been listening to it. I heard. All right, so for the intersect, I heard East Atlanta love letter. Right, we've been I in the A this whole. Well, not we've been in the A, so let's keep it in the A. So let's keep it in the A because. I heard East Atlanta, East Atlanta Love Letter, and I, I've been hearing it, but then I heard Tierra Whack on my Twitter. She was in her Twitter bag this week. So one of the things she tweeted, she was like, my, she was like, damn, I forgot that I was on. I forgot that Black, which I thought then, when I read it, I thought it said, I forgot that Six Lat used me in the song, used my voice in the song, East Atlanta Love Letter. So I already heard the joint, so I'm doubling back for it. Meanwhile... Tiara, she had her Twitter rolling this week. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I so mean, she, she had a good week. She had a great ago. week. So she got it. She engaged in her followers or whatever. Shout out to Terry, uh, Tiara Wet. She had her what ifs rolling. She said, she said, who would win between a knuckle with Angela Bassett and Viola Davis? Mm. So, you know, I said, I said, Angie Bassett got hands, but Viola would get the strap. Mm. She immediately retweeted that, John. <laughs> so shout out, you know, shout out to Tierra, Tierra Wet for engaging with your boy on social media. You know, people don't be engaging with the shit. They just be, you yeah, know, they be trolling. Yeah, people don't engage anymore on social they media. Be, be like, trolling. and that's a weird thing to me, too. Like, I mean, but I don't think that you have to engage with every interaction as well. Right. But you, if you get heavy interaction, you have to engage it. You should. You should engage it. That's what I feel like. I will. Not, not, not like it has <laughs> to consume you. Like it don't have to consume you, but you know, I'm the type of nigga who I feel like I'm always posting shit that niggas should engage with. We talked about this, like for the podcast. I'm like, yo, it don't take. I like people's shit. I try to put out that energy of like, if I see something I like, I'll like all of it. Right. I'll keep. I'll go the times I do go on social media or Twitter. I'll like. I'll run through it for five minutes, but that five minutes I'll spend like, 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 like. You know what I'm saying? Right. I won't hesitate. So I don't understand what is the <laughs> what is the hesitate. real edit what is the real etiquette of like Twitter Twitter interactions, social media interactions, like, you know, tell us, you know, let us know. Like, how are you being successful in the DMs of your potential base? I'm a nigga who has never bagged anything out of the DM. I've never taken anything down off Tinder. I've never uh what do I never? I never ever ever have bagged or gotten any yams off the gram, off MySpace. I'm a real life interactor. You ain't say Facebook though, but I mean, I guess Facebook that's, that's don't neither here nor there. But Facebook don't count. That's what I'm Facebook saying. Like, don't, nigga, don't try uh, to scream all these other social no, media. I didn't did get busy. I didn't get busy of the BBM and the I was I had, had mad blackberries. I never. I'm a weird nigga. I had so many blackberries and never even knew about a BBM pen. So when I was working at Sony, 
and everybody was using that shit except me. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I never, I just want to know. I was like, the me, I, I just want to know. You know what I'm saying? Like Meek said. I don't know what you want to know because all is the DMs is definitely still open for motherfuckers. The like, DMs are still people rolling. People are still twerking DMs. Like that's still a lane on Instagram and and on uh, Twitter. But I mean, as far as interaction with your actual thoughts, like on Twitter, your t- thoughts that you put out there. People don't really be wanting to engage your thoughts like that. I mean, they if you engage their thoughts, they don't really want to uh, converse about how they think. Like, mm-hmm. My thing is this. Let's stop frauding. That's what this shit is for. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I guess it's not. In my opinion... Enhance your interactions with people. You'll get more shit out. You'll feel better. But you'll do feel- you interact with people when you see them in real life? Yes. Like, it be the same. I, I feel like I feel like it be the same way. Like I when feel you like- see me in person, what does it feel like? I know. I know. I know. I look better in real life. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when people, when I see people in real life, it's like when they see my tweets. Like it's the same thing. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Right. I did see it. Like, I did. Like, like, for the I inner, did. For the inner circle, man, We four episodes in. We four episodes in, and, you know, it's all good. It's it's continuity going. It's a blessing of uh, the late bloomers. Um, man, I'm going to trim this up. I'm going to take a break right here, I got to pay, and I, I got shit to come back. Yo, man, we back. Second part of the episode five for the intersect. OGEs, Wyota yeah. King. Yeah. We jumping, bloomers. We jumping right into the Eating with Ease segment, man. We're going to jump into it. Take it away. We've been trying to get to Meek's treats. We've been talking. We've been driving past Meek treats a few times. We had to see what the see what it was about. <laughs> You came back all like Barry White. <laughs> what you mean? Your voice melts. You came back. I'm like, what? The... <laughs> you came back on like Tony Brown. Like, you know, we went to Meek Streets. <laughs> we went to Meek Streets. Shout out to Meek Streets. She hey. threw us right on the IG story. Threw us right on the IG story at, at Meek Streets. But she, she said she no way affiliated with Meek Mill. She did, but she was the first Meek Millions. Like she was the first. She did throw that in there. Yeah, she was the first Meek Millions. It's a legendary turkey pepperoni pizza pretzel going on over there. And you was you was rocking with that. I had the seafood, the Cajun seafood salad. It, she said it had salmon, crab meat, uh, lump crab, and imitation crab and shrimp. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was good. Too. It was good. Cajun seafood salad. I I wasn't mad at it at all. I don't know what the weight was. It was seven dollars. I don't know if it was a pound. Listen, but, you know what I mean. Wow. I, but it was wow. It was cool though. I, I well, her profit it. margin is in the seafood salad. <laughs> her profit margin is in the seafood salad. I'm gonna uh, leave it there. I'm gonna leave it there. I also we- had a milkshake. I had the Oreo shake. Ooh. I asked the the young lady who was working the counter. What was the best shake? And I mean, she said she never had nothing. I feel like you gotta have some experience. With you gotta get high on your supply as a food service. As a like food you gotta, server. you gotta, you gotta know your your quality. What's the best seller and shit? But that's 
that's just, you know, but I support it. I enjoyed it. I would definitely go back. Meek Streets, man. I'm glad we I'm glad we did it, man. We did it. The Meek Streets for a first-time seafood salad eater ever. I made my decision to try Meek Streets. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, Auntie Saw. You know, I know you got the mermaid meat going on over there. The mermaid meat seafood salad down at Country Cooking. I'm not pump faking on it, but I did try my first time having crab. Today, I, I believe. I think I had the invitation crab meat because I didn't have a allergic reaction. I had shellfish reaction. <laughs> I get hitch head when I eat shellfish, nigga. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to Meek Trees. Look, yo, coming up, we gonna have like look look for exclusive Meek Trees interview. You know what I mean? She's having a she's having a Meek a Meek Trees party where she's gonna have all Meek party favors. That's that's this coming Saturday. That's September twenty second. Right. So we gonna we gonna leave you that information in the pod as well. And I'm that, I'm definitely know. trying to go support. If y'all listening, go check out Meek Streets. Yeah, we Instagram definitely we definitely will be live podcasting with the party. I think the party gonna be live. She said she giving For out sure. a lot of treats. I'm I'm curious of what. I mean, never mind. No, be, <laughs> be curious, man. As it, be curious as it may. Be on the lookout for the exclusive Meek Treats interview. We got coming with her. We gonna do a live pod from either her party. But definitely from her location. Yeah, we do one from the location, not from the You know the what I'm part. saying? The location is prime and ready. Like I said, the turkey pepperoni pizza pretzel is legendary. I'm definitely going back. I'm trying some pudding. She told me she had 17 different flavors in a, uh, in a pudding. And it's a pudding drop-in for her birthday. And I'm I'm interested in trying it. They look good, but I didn't get one. I told you I went shake seafood salad. I know that's a weird combination. But, I mean, I'm just rocking with the menu options. Uh, also, with Eden with Ease update, I had somebody who tried the uh, honey uh, yeah. honey barbecue spicy tenders from yeah, McDonald's, yeah, and they good. said and they said they had a fresh batch. They mm-hmm. they also said that they it was fresh out the grease type joint, and they said it was restaurant quality. Yo, speaking of speaking of McDonald's, man, that was my man Ray John who said that too. Shout out, shout to, Ray. out to Ray John, yo, shout out, boy, yo. Speaking of McDonald's, my nigga, yo, I've been the out of bounds McDonald's been. Flavor. I walked into a McDonald's yesterday. It smelled like piss. Ooh, you hear me? I was yeah. out in Hicktown. It smelled like pure piss. I I didn't order a thing. And McDonald's is McDonald's is on. They this week, man. I'm a big McDonald's advocate, man. I don't front on them at all. But this week, they on my shit list. They mm. on my shit list. I was at McDonald's today for a half hour waiting to place an order. Ooh. And I walked in and there was two people. In one there. thing, one thing about the late bloomers, we're not gonna stand for bad customer service. Especially like, if you, at fast food spots. At anywhere though, like if you got bad customer service, you shouldn't listen to this podcast because I'm all about customer service because you can have a bad product and have good customer service and people will rock with you. Like you, like. If you gonna finesse people, don't be a dick about it. Like you, you at least finesse me with some courtesy, right? Like yeah. finesse me with kindness, right? Like so, don't be a dick about right? It. Like don't don't make me upset about it. But you know, like because some people, I, but I get it though, because some people are gonna be upset. You finesse somebody, like it don't matter how you finesse them. Some people are gonna be upset. 
Yo, McDonald's is just letting me down, man. But I did download the Little Caesars app. I don't know if you downloaded it. I did download it. I reviewed it, and I was just... I couldn't add a topping to the five dollar hot and ready, and I was just like, uh, I couldn't even customize the five dollar hot and ready, so it was yeah. like, uh, I don't know. So but you had problems. The one thing I had problems with the app where it's not enough locations. There's not enough locations, so guys, don't shoot the gun. Like you know, what I mean, there's been small developments since the Papa John shit went down. But in our world, if you're boy, if you're still boycott Papa John's, Little Caesars is trying to get their shit together for you. You know what I'm saying? They trying, but it's it's crazy to me that Little Caesars closed and they reopened at the same location. Like, yeah, the same location. Like, they, you think they was following up? You think they owned the land that they was opening up more? I don't or know. They just did was, the research and reopened the lease. I mean, it must have been. I mean, whoever owned it didn't have nobody else to fill them voids, like like how Little Caesars did. Like so, yeah. whatever was rolling, it was like, yeah, we could get you out of that. Yo, taking you there, my, my, you know, to finish out my little fast food culture for the week, taking you there, taking you to Taco Bell, taking you back to Taco Bell, it's a new box on the menu this week. The Crunch Wrap? The Triple Double Crunch Wrap. I'm good on the Crunch Wrap, yo. You got to get it out of bounds. I'm good on the Crunch Wrap. I'm good on the Crunch Wrap, period, because you want to know, I had enough time for the go, though. I mean, I'm not mad at it. I'm just saying that's not my twist. I just got re, I just rekindled a little bit of love for the Mexican pizza. Ooh, I was just about to say the triple double crunch wrap is a enclosed Mexican pizza. Right, is, I don't need the enclosure I on the Mexican you, pizza, and you. the Mexican pizza ain't really this shit neither. But it's it, not. but it was sometimes you want to go I there. I'm big on the Mexican pizza. Like when I'm in the drive thru, I make jokes about the Mexican pizza. I say, babe, I'm about to order you a Mexican pizza. Ha 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 ha. We it's, never order that shit. It's you crazy know? because I eat fast food a lot, and it's yeah. only two places I really. Sp- Splurge on fast food yeah. and it's it's uh it's Chick Fil A and Taco Bell. That's me too. Like you anywhere, anywhere else, you have it's automatically a splurge if you get plus three items. Like <laughs> it, it, I, it's any splurge. any place I get fast food, I'm never spending more than a nickel, yo. Mm-hmm. But if I get Taco Bell or Chick Fil A. You could easily spend That's fifteen. Good. So you could easily spend fifteen dollars. For the listeners, what is your average fast food takeout bill per transaction? Right, because I'm definitely sub five. Not My much. average is sub five. Is, you, is it eating for two or eating for one? Eating for one. Wow. So I'm at. I would say I average at eleven dollars. For the single, <laughs> not for the single. I'm saying for just you. No, no, but that's what was you like. That's no, not your average. I'm gonna be involved. That is the average because what I get is you know I got young, I got young. But I'm saying you can factor out what you do though, like, and you can give your average, like. But I mean, I probably spend. I share. I share a box with like. That's okay. our guilty pleasure. A box of oh, the other box, okay. Put an intersection, but that's a five intersection. She exactly put an intersection. She had the triple double crunch wrap. We went ham on it, it was amazing. It wasn't dry, it wasn't too much lettuce, it was proportioned with the sauces. Everything was drippy. Pause, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Everything was on point. 
And wifey says we go back, then we go back to Taco Bell later in the day to double up on the in the. You eat. can't double up, listen. listen you can't listen, double if back. If you splitting it, you can because no, it's like you each had one. Yeah, but it's not going to be the same quality. You oh know no, it's out of bells it is. You okay. gotta find your joints. Okay. So I be telling you, Taco Bell quality. Control, it's just diminishing value in Taco general. Taco Bell food, quality right. control posts going Twitter viral and Instagram viral posts. They scams. And all that, they've responded above and behind the call. It's they still giving you Chick Fil A instead of oatmeal beef. It's definitely the it's oatmeal beef. Blend. It's eleven percent. It's eleven percent. Yeah, and we eighty nine percent oatmeal. You know what I mean? Real rat. <laughs> right, but listen, I, I did, every time we talk about Taco Bell, I can't. Like eat. niggas told me that I can't <laughs> eat a twelve pack of the, the crunchy tacos and Taco Bell. The family I'm pretty sure I, I did. Them jokes is life. So speaking like, of, that's one taco. So I don't know if you told me this or not, man. For the Eon E's exclusive for me, I don't know if you told me this or not. I don't know if you mentioned this or not. I feel like you did. At one point or another, I feel like you told me about the avocado ranch sauce. <laughs> and it is life-changing, my nigga. The creamy jalapeno was an undersell to what the motherfucking uh, uh, the avocado ranch <laughs> can provide your lifestyle, my nigga. Add that to the hard taco. You don't have to go supreme ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's been some shit unfolding. My niggas, so all my niggas who. <laughs> Yo, this is the, This is the E O E super pro tip. This is the super pro fast food tip. He dropping you an insider. This is the insider. This is the Taco Bell insider tip. This is real, my nigga. <laughs> So if you tell the niggas they don't gotta get Supreme Tacos no more, I'm breaking it to you, my nigga. To all my niggas worried about their cholesterol, to all my niggas worried about the, the quantity of the reduced fat sour cream, and they want to go Supreme every single time, <laughs> my nigga, we have an answer for you. We have a solution for you. The creamy, the creamy ranch avocado <laughs> is doing it for you. Just it's, call it the ranch avocado. We don't got no extreme. The crazy thing, shout out to the Taco Bell app. If you didn't do it yet, if you didn't do it, the yet. Taco Bell app has showed me no love. So I'm, I'm, I had, I've been had the Taco Bell app, but I've never used it because they wow. haven't, they never showed me any love. I need this. Why am I you using the app? Enough, right. And, but you, the crazy thing is, Wendy's, I'm using Wendy's app. They giving really you a free single with any purchase. So what you think? I didn't great? know that. Nigga, it's Even all month. It's all month. Another pro tip: Wendy's like app. That. Wendy's app. You can get the the Dave's classic single for free with any purchase. How much is Frosties right now? A small Frosty, fifty cents. Still, I'm getting a fifty cent Frosty and a and a, and a Dave's classic single. Right. That's. That's that's how I'm rocking out right now. Right. 50 cent, 50, 59 cent, I'm getting a sandwich. See, you know what we do? All y'all niggas be fronting. Y'all know y'all hear people talking about this vegan shit, but you see niggas on the street, they don't look like they fucking vegan. We giving you their lifestyle. 
fast food culture, nigga. This is what niggas is really into. <laughs> niggas, is, niggas is out here on cheat diets 24-7. You hear me? So shout out to all my 70, 30 niggas that's going to struggle. Shout out to my niggas trying to eat like a vegetarian 70% of the time, but it's on 30% fuckery. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Download the apps like my man say, eating with ease, my niggas, and don't play with it. Man. You know what I'm saying? I gave I give I give out the you asked for the gems. That's the gems. You gave out the forget the Supreme Taco. Just get the just get the avocado avocado ranch dressing. And watch me lose seven and a half pounds in the next month and a half. I'm giving you it's a free sandwich every day at Wendy's. Like I feel like if a homeless person can get their hands on a smartphone. Too much beef. Pause. That's too much beef though. That's too much beef. I don't need the burgers. Like even though they give me fresh, never frozen. Even though they give me, but what, that's the thing, man. What's up with Wendy's? Even though why is always lukewarm most times. So you get your as soon as you pull off the drive through at Wendy's, your sandwich is lukewarm, even though it's fresh off the grill. And is it the foil? Is it the wrap? Is it because they're giving you a wax paper and not foil? Because they five guys. It's the process. They cook and fresh. They cook and fresh burgers, so they cook. And then they held at a, at a, ter- right, at a temperature. That's you know what I'm saying? That's but if once they get held at that temperature more than that's X nutty. amount of minutes, that's they got awesome. it dead. That's nutty. That's, that's what they used to do at Burger King, too. But Burger King was giving you drippy joints off the motherfucking flame broiling. Right. And they had steam in them joints. Right. And they had a side for the buns. The Burger King shit was... Re- if you... The thing about her, if, you, if a nigga... Burger King just got the wrong type of employees, man. Because they Burger bring, King is Isaiah Thomas in the fashion. That's crazy. They think they number one, and in up. reality, they not they up. not in the top five. That's fucked up. They not in the top five. Like up. we we got more love for Taco Bell, Chick Fil A, numbers on that. Mickey's, mm-hmm. Wendy's. You know what I'm saying? That, and I mean, I guess then you can start talking. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, if you want And I'm having check. I'm personally taking checkers over Burger King. Where is your favorite? Like, where is the checkers that's meeting the standard of the of the corporate checkers? Like, all my checkers. The Jersey Joe. I feel like. life have been spotty. Like, where is the. the I went to, like, one in, like, I went to a checkers in, like, Morristown or some shit like that. Like, and I feel like that one. Has some type of standard, but at the same time, I mean, you just had to catch checkers at the right time. But right. it's not, it's no mile of consistency with checkers. Not a, throughout their history, it's spotty. Back in the day, in the, 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 the mid to late, the 90s. best checkers I've been to was the Rallies when I was in college. Oh, yeah, the best checkers is in North Carolina for sure, man. Like, they and, soft and, and, all that type and everybody called that Joe Dirty, too, and mm-hmm. it was way higher. It was a way higher uh, quality of service than what I get up here. <laughs> but yeah, man, let's 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 wrap up the eating with ease fast food culture talk today. We definitely uh, got to talk a new food spot for you to check out: Meeks Treats. Meeks Treats, yeah. Look out um, for an exclusive interview coming soon with the late boomers. I'm definitely going back because I want to explore more of the menu. So for sure. Um, that's sure, but she get she started us off right. She showed us a lot of love. Right. She jumped us into her timeline of 
13.3 thousand people. Yeah, she so got she a nice She's our first major cosign from the city for the intersection. <laughs> we was checking for her. She immediately responded with the love. Right. When we walked out, it was different. But <laughs> at the same time, we, we spent a half hour in there waiting for a turkey pepperoni pizza pretzel or milkshake. And what else you get? A seafood salad, seafood salad that was already was ready. Yeah. yeah, that was a little deck. We was the only ones in line, but that's the different story. <laughs> so while we while we waited, we got the picture, we got the photo while, like I said, we got the love. So you know. Before the intersect, man, we, we always like to tie in our last shows because we, you know, we always talk that relevant, pertinent, and expedient culture shit that's going on happening now. But my nigga, it seems like Drake can do no wrong. You know what I mean? I told you Kanye was out here soul cleansing. It's like Drake and Kanye. Once again, the good guys of hip-hop are trying to outdo each other in the soul cleanse. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, does Drake really have the best industry karma? Like, does he really, he really writes his wrongs without shooting anybody? You know what I mean? Without making the papers. People apologize to him. He announces new tours in the midst of it. He drops double albums with multiple niggas. He gives, the, he gives young niggas features and gets them right in the game. Shout out to Block Boy JB. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? He gets you right in the game. You feel what I'm saying? You, that's when I all. That's my thing about Drake. And so when he say, "I'm light skinned, but I'm still a dog nigga," I didn't. T- I think that he's holding it down when he says that. You feel me? Right. He's just saying, "I'm a. I'm like. I'm you, nigga. You feel right. me? I and get it. I, like I, I said, I always get thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Right. I always got the bar. I just. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I know. I, just, I know. I'm just not particular. About I don't know because you're a light skinned nigga. Right. I have, and I'm a I'm a dark skinned nigga. Like like shout out to Akon, you know what I'm saying? Right. I have to make sure that like you okay, like you know where he's coming from. Like right, you know, I understand. I have it. to ref that situation because I'm the neutral party in this situation <laughs> in this in this in this discrepancy amongst light skinned brethren. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I gotta let you know, like, listen, you know Drake is an eloquent nigga. He's a classy nigga. I really be appreciating all his gestures because they be impacting, you know, shout out like Meek Street, she shouted out D-Line. They be impacting people that I fuck with. Like, shout out to D-Line, shout out to Hateless Protection. Can we talk about the, uh, you know all, since you brought up Drizzy, I want to because I didn't know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking I'm trying to get you to a concert next week with Drake at the party next week. <laughs> I'll be on the cloud, bro. So I'm thinking, so you tell me you slid to the concert last night. Yeah. How was that? The concert? The Drake, what is it? The, the Migos, the Aubrey and the Migos. Right. So, the three Amigos. So the Migos, they had, they said, I think it was real short. I want to say it was only 20 minutes, but it might have been a half. I don't know. Cause I got there, they was already in the mix, and they would they then they wrapped it up, and then it was like another little intermission. They had to set up Drake stage, and then um, it was Drake, and then the Migos came back out with Drake, and they did a little extra set, like you know what I'm saying. They did the songs, they did like two songs with Drake, then they did another probably like two three songs, and then they fit then they faded back out, and Drake right. shut it down. Right. As he should. But Drake set was phenomenal. His stage presence crazy. For real. Yeah, like For he. Real? Yeah, like he really. A lot of people don't give Drake the credit. Like a lot of he people really like. You know 
what I'm he definitely not like um you he, he, you definitely leave that show wanting more, but he wow. covered a lot. Wow! But you definitely leave wanting more, and he don't give you a lot of the. He don't give you a lot of the the singing in America. He give you what's charting, right? Right, and but he he don't give you the singing Jones that was right. charting either. Like, was really going on. I don't think he did that. Like, I wanted no. to hear that Joe bad, See, but I don't, that's because you would drink. Right, you but that's an OG Drake. Yeah, but he did like. Till it's over, till it like uh, like I don't even think he did that verse, but I feel like he probably. But he did a lot of hooks because he got a lot of hooks. Like, I mean, but it is what it is. Crowd participation, right? It's definitely heavy crowd participation. It's definitely crazy crowd energy. Was anybody in there? Did he tell anybody to get? Did he tell the woman to get on the nigga's shoulders in there? Nah, he ain't have Ty Dolla swag. If he had, if he brought that energy. He could have easily brought it. Like, the energy was there. Like, the energy was there. So, it was whatever. But he didn't He didn't take it there. But I, it was a good show. Like, Drake was, was he, uh, it's not, it, I left that show and I, it was like, damn, he really the best rapper in the game. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and wow. it is. It is what it is. Like I fuck with Kendrick, and I seen Kendrick live and Kendrick show tough as shit too. But OG E's talk to us. This is when he turns into OG E's, bro. He I like me I like Kendrick words. more as a rapper, but like as far as pop wise, right. popularity wise. Right. I feel like Drake got Kendrick in that in popularity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like hottest in the game, it always be subjective. I was looking at Drake was on the hottest in the game list of MTV, but he never got number one. He right. was like top five. And that might be for the intersect, the slate the Drake that only Drake remembers. Right. Which might be the catalyst and reason why he goes so hard. People don't he know. Like, he like rappers check the stat sheets like ball players do. <laughs> Remember that, y'all. Rappers check the stat sheets like ball players do. Most niggas call it most niggas call it for motivation. You know what I mean? Turning up. Niggas check their stats. That's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just throwing that out there, and I'm just like, damn, because if Drake wasn't the hottest for individual year, he, he was a uh, he was always like top three, he was top always two. the hottest. Period. Right. I mean, but it's I mean, it's just subjective because it's like it's a year, it's a year where a nigga really was super hot, like and Drake was still hot. Right. He was a, right. I'm not. That's where that's a that's a that's an outlier or oxymoron because. From every year that he's not didn't win it, I bet you. But he was so pop. But he was so pop, and he was clearly the hottest in the rap game. But he would that shit didn't translate to being the hottest. You know what I mean? The most popular, like the best selling motherfucker. Period. And it meant that you was like top twenty. You know what I mean? It meant you was top twenty five of hottest songs in the country. But you know what I mean? That shit didn't get you number one. He didn't get a number one till like two years ago. And he was charting on the Billboard Hot 100 every day from 09, from May 09 or some shit, till 2017. Right. But he didn't have a number one until, like, the end of that run. And that's what's crazy about it. 
I don't know about that. I think he definitely has some number ones. I mean, look it up. I just, I already researched. Like you talk about research and prep. I had to look it up because I was arguing because me and my uh, me and my man shout out to Ray. We was arguing about who had a better career, Weezy or Drake. Mm. And Drake it, had more. Weezy had more number ones. I don't think Weezy no. had more number ones, but Weezy got a. Uh, he might have more Grammys than Drake, mm. but. Drake got everything else. Which is more of a toot of the horn for me for Drake, because Drake really got Grammys for his diss songs. Right. So you, oh my God, man. A nigga has a Grammy for his diss. Y'all niggas got to stop slaying niggas because they last shit's dumb. Stop slaying niggas because you think they saw because they light skin. That shit is the dumbest shit ever. You overlooking, if y'all niggas think Hove is the goal, and y'all niggas really don't think Drake can't write his shit. Y'all niggas is bugging. I'm not saying that niggas didn't write his shit, but I also know the business. You know what I mean? I was privy to see some things and be a part of the business. The nigga does not have to write his shit because there's so many people willing to write for him to continue to his wave because of the shit he's already wrote for himself. You right. I mean? It'd be writers trying to just get in a session with him. Right. And that's why every time you see Quentin Miller, this break, it's like you, you're really seeing a nigga who's really a scribe, a script. Because when you see him try to promote his own shit, you like, nigga, you look like you, no no disrespect and subhanAllah, you, you don't look like a rapper to me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You don't look like my favorite rapper. You I mean, and that, more or less you and that's an intersect. Like that's an intersect to me, and because, I love Quentin Miller. And that's an intersect to me because Quentin Miller also is like handicapped or disconfigured, like post right. shit like that. And he went through a lot of shit. You went through like post life. that, so it's like maybe he did look, but if we break him down, no, but he didn't. He never did. Well, you know I mean, that? But and I didn't mean to see that look because I'm not the creator, but I'm just saying his feel, the feel of his music, the look of his music. Okay. Combined with who he is, he looks like a nigga who wants to be behind the scene. That's how he comes off. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I just think that nigga's like, I mean, the DOC, like, you know what I'm DOC, saying? DOC, but the DOC, are you comparing? You're not comparing. No, I'm not comparing. I'm I was about saying. to say my nigga. You feel no, what I'm, I'm saying? saying? Man, because niggas Cause, say the DOC really kind of godfather a lot of East Coast niggas would. <laughs> that's crazy for them. You know what I'm saying? Because you know where he's from. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he a West Coast nigga. We all the way in. And I know this is shit you really want to hear. You know what I mean? Like, this is shit we about. It's what we love. You know what I mean? I heard you going in on Nori earlier, and I just want you to not address it or rephrase it, but. You know, I, I didn't I feel go like, in on Nori, though. I feel like you align with Nori's... What I try to do is... I like Nori's movement. I don't like the rap He's movement. not in your lane, though. He has on the run eaten. If anything, if you don't see the lane of the backdrop of what, what the late boomers is doing, eating with ease... Should be interviewing one or running. You should. We should be running yeah, we down. Should, on that. We should. We should. We should. We should with, link up. I'm we not against linking up. I'm putting. That, I'm trying to intersect that. I want Eden with Eden with on the run Eden. So I love the brand. I love what Nori's doing. 
right. want to be positive about the right. Guy. I feel you. You I my man. You. Nori's my nigga who I don't even know, and I fuck with whatever. I'm not. An, I never said I was anti it. I just said it was in right. my lane, so I I look at it a little bit differently. But I'm definitely not. I'm not, not jealous. I'm not work, wishing no illness or ill nothing to it. I definitely would like to uh, collab in that regard. Like, and I'll, I'll check it out. Got to on the run eating. I've been, I've been, yo, y'all gotta add Nori, man. I've been trying, I've been coming up with some crazy concepts for Nori. I've been in his DMs, in his emails, letting him know that he needs to do a Legends of the NO on the run eating slash drink champs mini, mini, mini series podcast where he interviews Baby and Cash Money again, and but he takes Baby. To his, all his favorite New Orleans spots in the NL for the intersect for NRE on the right here, and for he gets he does another one again with Master P, where he takes Master P to all his favorite New Orleans spots. You know what I'm saying? Right. And you do the Legends of the NO series for the one and right here, and that's I've been trying to pitch this to Nori for some months. Hopefully, we get some feedback. He has been interacting with me on social media. But I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I just want to see the concept come to life just to know that, you know, I'll be on my right and shit and my concepts be. I like to see my concepts come to life for the intercept. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I just appreciate that podcast. But I see that I see I see us doing work with them. I see eating with ease on the run with Nori. Eating, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's all in one. You should go with it. That shit is a flow. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's all I wanted to say about that. Yeah, that like, would be dope. You know what I mean? But the Drake shit. So your cinnamon's finishing up the Drake shit because I know he in AC tonight. Well, I mean, yeah. He definitely AC tonight. So, yeah. I, yo, it's crazy that we came from a time I was I was confused. I got the email for the party. I'm like, yeah, that's that's dope. Drake gonna be at the Hard Rock and AC. Okay, like how much? Oh, they selling general admission tickets. How much is general admission? Hold up, one ninety nine. Nigga, what? Right, a hundred and ninety nine dollars for general admission to the club. That's not VIP. They are trying to weed niggas out. They are only accepting applications, application fees from bitches trying to get interviewed by Drake, clearly. For a quick, for a quick 15 cool minutes. Because I doubt, I mean, AC is a cool place to be when it's hot. So he could have played it. He's from Canada. Drake is a nigga who finds the good in a lot. So, he could really be fucking with AC because it has a beach. He's not rocking with AC. He could be, though. He's not, though. I don't know. I, that. I don't know that either. Know but that. I'm gonna. I'm if I, gonna. If just, I check in with my sources by next show, or I'll just check. I'll just tell you off the strength either way on some OG shit. But I feel like he played it, and we could. We could. We could. I mean, he had another show tonight. Like run. it's another. It's a show. It's a show in Philly. So, so yeah, he played it. He played the daytime, or he, he played, played the AC. He chilled in his suite in AC, uh, and like, then he came. Oh, that's where he, he came yeah, back. Yeah. He dropped right, back yeah. today. We yeah. gonna sit down the beach. That's yeah. what he told us, niggas. Yeah. I agree. We didn't go to AC last night to fuck with Drake. I agree. Yeah, that's I'm an AC legend. That's the, uh, that was that's definitely where you chill at for a Philly situation. Is AC like you said, like the beach? Yep. East Coast life, that's a real Philly nigga's life. You 
if you really want to live the full Philly life, you play the winters and falls and springs in Philly. But as soon as that, that summertime hit, you try to get to the shore as much as you can because that's where you – that's your playground. You know what I mean? Right. That's like, that's like City Island in New York or whatever. Like the Jones Beach, Manhattan Beach. You know what I'm saying? So Kanye is still out here apologizing. Drake and Meek make amends. How did you feel? How did you feel when Drake brought Meek out in Philly? You know, we we know we we announced it. We was the first podcast to announce it live. <laughs> Let's don't get it fucked up. We the late boomers, but we still give it to you first and fresh. You know what I'm saying? It was um It was corny that they did. I mean, it's not corny. It's cool that they did it in Boston, but to do it again in Philly is like, I want more. Y'all already did it. Like, y'all got to Can y'all build on that? Can y'all really build on that? Or do I just got to root for the music? Because I really want to see, I, as a person who at the show, I mean, I already seen that y'all linked up. So what do, did they do Rico? No. Like, why don't they do Rico? Like, I don't understand. That's like, the song. That's the song where you really know you it's over. You want to hear them spit, like you know what I'm saying? That's the song where you really know it's over, though. When the beef is over, right? I want to hear them do Rico. I don't. I don't want to hear all the Meek Mill songs that I already hear. Like that, I see every time you perform. Like get into your catalog. Get the fans a treat. We Why don't rappers get into their catalog? Do they not know these songs? Like it's it's kind of crazy to me that that you'll catch a, a rapper live and they don't want to out-rap you. You know what I mean? And it's like, I get it because I don't know every bar of niggas, so I, I respect it. Like, it's a lot of times they the only nigga rapping they shit. But it's a lot of niggas who they definitely not the only nigga rapping they shit. And it's like, I want you to get uncomfortable on the stage. I want you to get to the point where the crowd don't know every word you got to bar niggas out. And it's, I mean, obviously there's plenty of niggas who unknown who will bar you out because you don't know they shit. But, like, it's always a treat to catch a rapper who got a, a base that know they shit and then they can out bar them. Like, that's a part of being active on the stage. Right. To me, I mean, I, that, like we like you said earlier, this is my opinion. Right. Like, that's just how I feel. I mean, you right to feel that way. I feel that way, too. Like, I told you, I like to see, especially for the younger niggas, like, we still know who the GOATs is. We the same age as these young rap niggas. That's how the young rap niggas, who we the same age as drink. We the same age as me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we know what the GOATs really feel like. So, our feedback is really real. Right. Because Hov will still give you shows where he's, he's getting all the way into the whole catalog. You feel me? Yeah. Into the Jones you want to hear. Like, you know what I'm I feel like I kind of agree with you, but I feel like the the fade to black tour set. I'm just saying he, at least he did it. Yeah. You don't have to keep doing it because he did it, but these niggas don't do it at all. They just perform the Jones that's really charting for them. Or they got the most plays and streams from. They just try to get it more streams more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's what I feel like is happening. It's probably more or less so a formula. But let us know what you feel about that. You know what I mean? Like let us know what you think about that. 
at the Late Bloomers. Yeah, please follow us on Instagram at T H A Late Bloomers on Instagram. How you feel about this rose? The rose was nice. We got a nice table rose. All my rose sippers, all my real rose sippers, all my people who have had at least 10 different roses in their life more than once. Holla at your fucking boy. To, to be drinking a, a Lambrusco uh, table rose tonight. <laughs> it has it has the most elegant. It's like you about to sell me a steak after this. Um, yeah, right. It has the most it has the most profound fizz and bubble, but yet the most subtle sweetness and the the, the most powerful blend of the rose blend grapes of the varietals. Yo. We got the Kovasi AVSOP going. And like I said, this is why you got to give Drink Champs love because they set the backdrop for you to really get the shit off your chest that you need to say on air, that you really want to say on air. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we got to pour up to that. We over here slacking, talking about what we don't fuck with about them. We lightweights out here. We late bloomers out here. Yeah, you right. Get into it. Yeah, I'm not hating on anything. I, you're not hating on anything. I, I, I just want to be clear. But let's take a shot to uh, to everybody that's out here doing it, man. Everybody that's out here doing it. it. And like I said, this is episode five. This is our swaggiest app yet. Shot was strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need to take a piss, man. <laughs> You gotta hold it down. But yeah, no, that's that's it, man. This episode two of the late bloomers. Episode five, nigga. <laughs> you fry, nigga. Here we not this, done. This <laughs> you fry, you all the way, all the way. That was the second shot of episode five shot. of the late second bloomers. We not shutting it down. We still rolling. I just we're not it. done. We're not done yet. We're not ready. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But Can we, uh... Tonight, Lawrence is back on Insecure. One of wise predictions, you know what I'm saying? One of, one of wise sentiments. I feel like the universe answered me. I kept I kept making my, my claim for Lawrence on the joint. Right. I thought they wrote him off the show. I don't know what they did behind the scenes. I just think he's in for this episode. I don't think back. I don't think he's in for the rest of this season. I but, think he's in. But, it, but that's life, cool if he is, but it don't matter. Like he, I think I his like, life pops more than the writers and his life connects more niggas. See, they thought it was about each of the, the it, young, it the young about, millennial black John. But you get the B side of the young millennial black nigga through Lawrence. He, <laughs> he, he really, you they, do need he really it. takes you through it. You do he need takes it. You, through you it. do he, need it. You need it because he's dating the John who can't figure it out. Right. And all the time she judging him. Right. But as soon as he say, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he's back, and he started working. He started fucking with his work wife. Right, this shit went up, nigga, so much so that the first, the first four episodes of that shit was light. And I'm asking, I'm a grown ass man asking that they please put this nigga back on the show, so I can see how this shit relates to me. Because these bitches, I don't want the college with these bitches. You feel me? I want the college with these Jones. I had a, I had a girlfriend that looked like Issa Rae. You right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And shout out to you. 
You know what I'm saying? On another note. Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We, <laughs> we all the way up. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. I'm talking heavy. I'm talking heavy. This is our podcast. I'm talking heavy here. It's in bells here. It's still out of bells. It's still It's in bells with the podcast, but it's still out of bells. It's a political picnic. You gotta relax. <laughs> you gotta I relax. Just... But look, Lawrence coming back to the show for me is critical. It's critical. I think it's going... Watch how niggas tweet about it. Mark my words, another bull prediction. Insecure second half of the season finishes out strong. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, the, the episode that just hit was real strong at, at Coachella. So, I mean, yeah. I would hope that's not the highlight of the season. You know what I mean? Why not? They could, I mean, that they, was a good, I mean, it's a super high, they, but I mean, it was like drama you, said, you don't when want it to drop the, off from that. When they introduced his, introduce his new honey to the show, when she came into the, it made it. It made it even more real to me because she was the new John and Issa. Where they had they shared friends, you know what I'm saying? But she was the new girl. It just made it more real. Like that shit really happens, All right? And niggas really get their shit together quicker than what stereotypical of niggas not having their shit together. Because his bounce back, he bounced back, and they cut him out the fucking first half of the right the second. His season. bounce back was super he strong, like too right. strong, right? He bounced back and then her B side nigga was she living with her B side nigga who was still trying to figure it out. Right. You feel what I'm saying? So Lawrence had his shit together. So shout out to all the niggas and shout out to all you late boomers who got your shit together. You know what I mean? So yo, get us get help us help us get our fucking listeners up. We love you guys and we love our core listeners right now. All fucking 25 of you. Because okay. <laughs> listen, man, I got to say this. I want to sell crew necks and hoodies and shit to you guys. But so far, I can only print up a sturdy 17 because I know they'll fly off the rack. But I need to get that to at least 1700 yeah. by the end of first quarter, man. You know what I'm saying? So we working and you guys work with us. And we talking shit that you want to hear. You fucking know it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you fucking know it. You know that we are. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. Uh, the John Kelly is the MVP of Insecure, man. She, she, Kelly, that's a little thick uh, John with the uh, curly hair. Yeah, she funny as shit. She yeah. remind me, she remind me of the John of Living Single. Who? Kim Coles. Kim Coles carry Regine. Regine. No, not Regine. That's Kim Coles. Oh, oh, Sam Coles. Sinclair. She reminds me of the B side. She's like a hood version of Sinclair. <laughs> See, friends, let us give you some game on the late bloomers. Let us give you some game on the late bloomers. Let me drop a couple names on the late bloomers. Okay. Listen, listen. Sinclair is the predecessor for Phoebe. Her character is the reason why Phoebe's character was so quirky. You feel what I'm saying? Right. Because living single, friends. Is a revamp for the masses, quote unquote, of living single. Right. So, but for Insecure, for the remix, once again, for the Blendini, for the remix, bringing it back to the roots, to the soil, you know what I'm saying? What's her name on Insecure? Kelly. Kelly. Tell me she don't remind you of, like, her her animal spirit, uh, Sinclair's animal spirit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because she got that same... 
nonchalant, but I'm with the shits. Right. That time and that wittiness you right. on some hood shit. You're right, right. though. You're right, right though. I really appreciate that in the writing. Right. And so, like, the thing about insecure thing, they got to be careful. Like, don't go getting niggas off your show. Like, we really going to give you game. We talking to every level of y'all. Listen, I got niggas in Hollywood, too. Like, listen, you don't go fucking with what's already working. Because the thing that Lawrence brings to the table as an actor, not just in his character, is that he's a good actor. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he really irons out the kinks when that shit is not smooth because you don't realize how well he's playing his role. And as a nigga in life who's often been overlooked for how well he plays his role, niggas think, Niggas think that I don't want what's mine because they don't think I'm not assertive enough because the way I'm playing my role in their life for the intersect, you know what I'm saying? Right. Don't overlook people who play their role in your life. And that goes for me too. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because some people know who you are and love who you are, appreciate who you are, and are trying to transcend who you are. You know what I'm saying? And who believe to the furthest extent, even when you sometimes don't believe in who you are. They still believe in you to that furthest extent. You feel what I'm saying? Right. And so a nigga like Lawrence, not to get too deep for y'all, and I'm not insecure about my shit, so I got to let niggas know, Lawrence really, for me, I can see the big picture. Without Lawrence, the show be struggling to just move along in segments. <laughs> like he not only gives you content, but when he's on, he's moving his character. He's in role. He really loves his joint. He don't understand. He think they both want to come up together. She flex on him. He immediately, like we said, gets his shit together. Right. Leading man in his new uh, startup in the new company. Got all the, got, you know what I'm saying? Got got the work wife with him. Got the new work interest. You know what I'm saying? And, and the shit takes off for me. So, like, if fuck what you was trying to do, you got to go with what was, was working. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kanye just did a song with Lil Pump. Right. Niggas, Hov is not doing a song with Lil Pump. No. Hov still didn't do a song with fucking Meek Mill. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's corny to me. Like, That's corny. That's corny to me that, like, if Jay-Z, if you co-sign somebody, do a song with them, man. Like, do them, give us that, too. Like, if you still going to be out here giving us bars... Give us the collabs we looking for. He gave us a few though. In the past five years, the Jay Z collab. He gives you the ones. He gives you the ones that are more beneficial to his business rap career. He's the constant. Like I said, like it was an it was inevitable for him to do. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. That song was so wavy. At the end, saying so when he did the remix it up in the club, like you said, I want to hear that. Come out for that on the title stage. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. Come out. Come out on the. Record. I want to see that live. You got right. a song with Kendrick, and he's on the bill, and you wasn't on the bill, and so like he does the remix. So if you just up in the cloud, like you could have did that shit from your section. So, like, it you don't even matter. For Jay Z to manage Meek Mill, but Jay Z has never come out on stage with Meek Mill at Made in America. He uh, not on stage with him while he's performing. He did. Okay. Last year, when he performed, he brought out me. And he did the intro. Yeah, see, that's why I always forget it. Because like we said, I want to see you jump into the catalog. 
I get so meek does the intro so many times I'm not opposed to it. Jay Z never like, lay in a person. Like, when I go to live, boss, when the late boomers just, just live pie from live and meek is performing and I'm in there, we in there, I wanna hear I graduated from the streets. Uh-huh. No diploma. Yeah. Yeah, I made a million yeah, off that corner. Yeah. yeah, that shit. That's what I want to hear. Young rich nigga, I flex. Yeah, look at my neck. Yeah, that's what I because that's the that's the meat that we know. Right, you know what I mean. Shout out the middle meat. of the summer. Like I want to hear the middle of the summer, <laughs> and I want to hear young. I want to hear house party with the young Chris version. You know what I'm saying? He do house party though, so I don't know. I can't. No, hear. with the young Chris Burns. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know he do house party, yeah, that's a but everybody season, be man. cutting young Chris Burns out on house party, and I don't like it. I mean, that like is I say, is. my life is rooted in Nice Town. It is. We entrepreneurs is. from Nice Town. Young Chris live around the corner from my grandma, God rest her soul, nigga. I want to hear the only one of his second wave chart toppers because I don't want to keep hearing what's the fucking do to do 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 what's that shit? No better. People don't understand, young Chris. That was his second swing at it. It went platinum. He's not a one hit wonder, guys. Right. He's not a one hit wonder. So don't cut his verse off the song. Mm. Don't give him PTSD. You feel me? Because he's worked hard. He's worked smart. His connections at P dog. And you know what I'm saying? I mean, don't cut him off the verse. Let him get a royalty. You feel me? I hear you. I don't. You don't I don't. Because you don't want to meet me at the bunny ranch. <laughs> you don't want you don't want you don't like that, huh? You don't want to hear young you want to hear Hove Whisper Flow. You don't want to hear young Chris Whisper Flow, huh? <laughs> you want to talk about Hove every podcast. But when did you think I was gonna get into it? You know where I'm from. You know where I be. That's funny. I was I introduced Nice Town to the fish hoagie. I tell this sister Muhammad's fish hoagie. I'm gonna take eating with ease to Sister Muhammad. We definitely gotta go to Sister. Boy. Shout out to the yeah, Nice Town CDC. I'm about to make my own fish hoagies though. I'm I'm ready. Like with some real shit. Like, eating with ease. Like talk to me. Talk I'm to me talking about to that. you. Talk to me about that. I'm For the ready. intercept, we taking you there. Like my chicken cheesesteak game is, is, is competitive right now. Wow. Know? So since you did it, since you did it, you took me right there. Nigga, my old head, I told you, I talked to you about the Simon's cheesesteak, the originator of the chicken cheesesteak. I told you. I met up with him. I said, listen, we got to open up another cheese. And he shut him down in Philly. He was opened up in New York. Right. Since our last episode, since I last told you, there's a new location of Simon's Cheesesteaks coming out. Oh, Ooh. The originator of Chicken Cheesesteaks. We will be doing a live podcast. That's cool. From the parking lot of Simon's Cheesesteaks <laughs> with fresh original chicken cheesesteaks. So, so, so the legend of Simon's cheesesteaks. This nigga was the first nigga to sell cheesesteaks and rims. He was the originator. He's Jazzo. He's Jazzo with a chicken cheesesteak game. Okay. And then I'm telling you, niggas could say I'm talking shit, but you never in your life heard nobody claim to be chicken cheesesteak king, Ooh. except one nigga. 
They not the king. They never claimed it. They claimed but the inner set, his the originals, the original chicken cheesesteak was on Third and South back in the day. Where that hookah spot is at? Across from Hatson and Belfry, across the street from John's, the John's Pub joint, across the street from Lorenzo in that corner. Mm-hmm. That was assignments, and on Staten and Washington Lane, that was assignments, and that's my affinity to the original chicken cheesesteak because I was a young boy in there, just like I was a young boy in the hair company. You know what I'm saying? My uptown staples, my uptown stamps is. Punch, you feel me? <laughs> and that's why I fuck with Uptown Tone, because it's an Uptown worldwide everywhere. And I'm a nigga who it's has this Uptown past in every city. Every city. And shout out to Uptown Tone, man. Shout out to Uptown Tone. Just love for no reason. More life for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> if y'all dudes is chumps for no reason. All I hear is yo. You're not breathing. I'm not leaving. We not leaving. Yo, Listen. speaking of which, I got an intersect that I just want to drop another shout out. It's a too raw for the streets. Too IG. raw. Wow. Think so, is it big star? I think it's big star. That's it's what I, I'm, star? I haven't confirmed that, but I mean, it's definitely a too raw for the streets. IG and I'm. I'm about to. I don't know the IG off top, but I'm feel like if you search too rough for the streets, you gonna run into that. Really on the map since the beginning. Like too rough for the streets was that was underground rap. And we showed y'all how to post content to the web. That was the purest. Like the fact that we couldn't get in, I mean, but it was just too pure. Like, and I mean, you got Elliot Ness from that. He got signed. You got some talent from that. You got Reed Dollars from that. He had his run. Yeah. He still made a lot of money off rap. You got Joey Jahad. He was buzzing. Reed Dollars from that. Reed Dollars had a roll up. So I mean, Freeway I was got all it. that. And who's the city that didn't help Freeway build? Freeway and PD was on there, and that helped them build their core audience because niggas got to see a visual in the era. They was the tweener niggas that you like. You know the nineties niggas holding them. You got, like I told you earlier, you got to see that shit on Napster, Biggie, and you had to download, but you could only hear the audio then. But 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 the two raw for the streets, like you said, you got to see Freeway. You got to see PD Craig. You got to see Hollow Man. You know what I'm saying? Big Star was ahead of his time, ahead man. His he son. definitely... Um, Shout out to Big Star. He deserves some rap residuals, he man. Like, he, I mean... We're going to interview Big Star... One of the lead bloomers. I would like to talk to Big Star. You like, talk is he to him. he legendary, man. To me, like the way I came you up, nigga, we would leave the way I came early. up off rap. The way I came up off of rap, like and what that was like, and it's crazy because I wasn't even. I feel like we wasn't on Big Star Jones we in was. high school. Like we got we, into them Jones. Nah, we did. We got into them we Jones got now. more into them. You think out of, but we used to in high school too. I'm trying to tell you, they wasn't making the movies. It was making them at the same time. They were, I'm telling you, was on that. No, I, I know because my man had everyone in college. Like, and I'm like, damn, I wasn't even in school with these Jones. And I was like, oh shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, so by, 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 by D&G 2K6, we was on it. Yeah. All right, that's a fact. But in high school, it was something. But that's when them Jones dropped, though. That's when they was really in the element. That's what I'm saying. Right. And I wasn't really. So the only thing thing I watched 
is when they finally gave us the footage, the murky so footage of the, the cash versus free. Nah, the punchlines that I put on the street even made the freeway set. Put on the beat. Right. Listen, so look, I fucking, uh, we was on that, though. I was on that. I can't speak for you, but I was on I can't say that I was on that. Like, Before, well, since we talking Philly rap, we got to talk about how, like, I mean, the 2000s was just, Philly was on in 2000s, you know? It like, was on in 2000s. But it was like, nobody really broke through. They, like, they really, they really broke through. Like, it's, you know, the bar with. The intermission, um, fuck the intermission, fuck the intermission. We back in. I be giving my man crazy B-roll life. Our B-roll life is crazy. I got to learn to press recording, but fuck it. We back in. My nigga want to close out the show. But before we do that, we going to do a round of everything that's on the table. So, right. <laughs> we going to roll one up. Like I said, we got the Twisted Hemp's. It's one more left in the pack. I'm not traveling with it. We going to roll another Twisted Hemp up with some of that some of that uptown special y'all. Some of that... <laughs> Shout out to the weed man. You always the got weed shout out to the weed man. man. Like, Somebody call the weed man. So look, we're going to take a shot at everything that's on the table. And right now, you know what I'm saying? That's the sound of the bottle popping to some Kovac CAVSOP. We pour a shot of that. That's I like how you try to uh, podcast because you're real descriptive in your talk. Because niggas be on the podcast yeah. and they be like, the nigga did a face like this here. No, no, no. How are you supposed to and see like, that? like, nigga, what? We like, really radio niggas. Like, he, he, grabbed, he grabbed me like this. Look. <laughs> like, nigga, I'm listening to this shit. I can't look at nothing. You can't see that. I can't like, you like this. I grabbed you. <laughs> <laughs> he like that. Like oh, oh alright. Like, nigga, fuck out of here. Like, you tripping. Like, nigga, you pouring up a shot. I bit. Oh, I, all right. I, okay. I, tra- I transferred to the rose. I got rose yeah. in my cup. Now. I need another bottle of that rose. I need another bottle of that rose. Speaking of, so speaking of millennial rappers, before before I cut you off and I apologize, you was getting into Philly. I was talking about Philly rappers and how they didn't really like, they was on, Philly rap was on in the early 2000s yeah. and nobody, but it's like how, you know, that uh, Jay-Z bar, yeah. uh, Martin Luther cro- walked so, so Martin, so, <laughs> Martin so, Luther walked so, so Martin Luther could fly. Right. So, yeah, that joke. So, so, so Freeway and, and, and Cass, they walked so me could run. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Young Chris is in that mix wow. too. Like, Young Chris walked so LGP quad. What kind of moth is this? What do you see? Do you see the pattern on that moth? <laughs> the y- young crisscross so freeway and, and beans could walk oh, in. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> so who is Sparks? Sparks is a who cro- is Sparks from the city now? From the city right now? The city. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Nobody that. is Sparks because you know why? Because Sparks, Sparks has is is is. is Coined and noted for writing Ho's biggest hit ever. Give it to me. So nobody is Sparks. Sparks mm-hmm. is still Sparks. Shout out to Sparks. Shout out, to, shout out to Eases for his nickname. <laughs> Sparks swag was so heavy in this 2000s run that we speak of. That Uptown nigga, Uptown affiliate. Shout out to Wayne Head. Shout out to my bunghole. Eating my bunghole. <laughs> shout out to my old head, Wayne Head. 
Naming <laughs> my nigga Sparks because he heard me calling my nigga Sparks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I coined it. I coined yeah, that was, it. Nigga, that was that was my favorite verse of yeah. the Hot ninety seven freestyle. Man. <laughs> that was my yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. They, they came up with a. What's the name of that song, yo? You know, it's Sparks the Rapper. Game Spinner. Get that later. I'm going to be a bit rest. So, so, we'll go. Right. We'll be whole day dancing, Jigger. Hot Chick Chaser. Hot Whip Seducer. Whole record. Right, body, right, 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 all I do is stick to the script. All I do is stick next to the burner and put it on any nigga who drawing. <laughs> I don't even. That's what I'm saying. I don't he remember rap no more, Doug. Like he I don't even throwing. remember that shit. That was Them my the only shit. niggas in life who ever <laughs> evoked Hov's emotion. <laughs> Hov never got high. He, you never seen him get hype over a J. Cole bar. <laughs> I never didn't see Hov. Niggas school. definitely wanted niggas. Hold like J. Cole would love for Hov to get screw his face up. No, like he did for Young Like... <laughs> No, it never happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kanye always yearned for that shit too, though. Like, I feel like. More than J. Cole <laughs> Kanye probably got it out the fact, like, all right, little nigga, I'm going to do these songs with you. Right. Like, like shout out to Bleak, because Bleak really an OG. Like, OG is, that's a Bleak an OG because Hove was like, I'm going to give you these albums. But when Hove started rapping with Kanye, he finally did watch the throne. It felt like I'm a re bleak you, nigga. You yeah. my little bleak, nigga. Man, I I mean Kanye never won, but I mean I feel like he could have been there. Like Jay Z need a hype man though. Like that's the Kanye. one thing. That's the one thing Fat Joe that. taught me at yes. uh, at Made in America. For the intersect. He had four hype men. Four hype men. Just all in cadence. And he had an announcer for just, just in case. And I feel like Jay Z don't take bars off, and that's cool and all that. But you. Should have a hype man. Yeah, do because Swift Star was with Busta Rhymes, and Busta Rhymes is probably the one of the top performers I ever seen. Even when he gained weight, out of everybody that I seen, you know how it was a Big Luther and a Little Luther. Well, Big Busta Rhymes and Little Busta Rhymes, it's the same equivalent. The breath control's still there. Okay, it's just a little bit more wigglier there. No, but with no, Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes, Ben fell out. Chris Brown shit. Look at me now. But Hove, for example, Hove don't take bars off, but he forget bars. So if he could take a couple bars off. He did not forget him. He should still have a bleak hype man. I he think, cut I in think, corners, man. I think bleak. I think Jay Z would be a better live performer if he corners. still had bleak running the road. I feel like he bleak probably fell back from running the bleak road. Bleak didn't upgrade his image, and bleak want more under behind the scenes. Bleak, it's not bleak. Don't want to do that shit. I don't think Hov could get bleak to do that shit. Right, that's what I was saying. Bleak never wanted to do that shit. Niggas don't understand. Bleak a shooter. 
know what I'm saying? Mm. Bleak is a real shooter. He's not O'Malley. He don't want it. He's not out. He's looking at the niggas. Who O'Malley is not a real shooter? No, O'Malley is a shooter, but he's on stage like, oh, shit. Like, no. Bleak Ben knew Hove was that nigga and always looked up to Hove as that nigga, as being that nigga in real time in the flesh. So when Hove finally took him out, took him on tour, he think he's defending the nigga who live upstairs from him. You think I'm saying? Like, he's not. I'm rap, but you writing these Jones. You... I got bars, but you enhancing my bars. You know what I'm saying? Right. This shit real, but nigga, I'm just here for you in case shit go down. Like, I'm really looking in the crowd to see who looking at you crazy. Like I don't give a fuck about these fans. You know what I'm right. saying? Like I'm on some. That's bleak. That's true bleak. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but like I said, the way Hov started implementing Kanye, kind of like you said, Kanye became his impresario, his go-to guru, his go-to. Wingman, I don't want to call Kanye a hype man because Bleak wasn't no hype man. Because as it stands, Bleak, speaking of 2000s, Bleak is pre 2000 my few years, but he's one of those on age pioneer millennial rappers. He was moving units. Right. You feel what I'm saying? Bleak is not a hype man. Bleak is the highest level. Split Star didn't sell Bleak units. You see what I'm saying? Right. Split Star is the greatest hype man of all time next to Flavor Flav. You know what I'm saying? Slave of Flav sold units. Split Star make it clap. You know what I'm saying? What's the joke? Split Star only got a, a burst that went mainstream, or how many of Buster's mainstream hits? Right. Bleak has an album that's well, that's over platinum styles now. Right. You know what I'm saying? Split Star doesn't have that. So, like, O'Malley definitely doesn't have that. O'Malley has the, no O'Malley has a slave viral. We fuck with O'Malley. We fuck with O'Malley on the drink chance, but you didn't like his. You said O'Malley, you left me hanging as on the drink chance. Who who like O'Malley on the drink chance? Oh shit! I swear I'm a drink chance affiliate. Like I swear I be recording drink drink chance. Cause I'm yeah, fried, yeah. nigga. I'm yeah, fried. We got all this liquor. This the late bloomers. I'm this the late bloomers. Not apologize. <laughs> I'm over here rambling on my own show, like I'm doing. Like you said, Nori, I'm drawing right now. <laughs> I forgot where I was. I'm in my fantasy world, like so. But no, like you said, like you said, no, Melly. We fuck with O'Melly on the on the late bloomers. <laughs> but the Made in America, chance. but the Made in America <laughs> set like, with, with Damn, that's no, crazy. I meant to say the joint he did with Sway. Like I said, when he I know you did stuff. say that, but then you said we fucking <laughs> on the drink champs, and I'm like, oh, shit. this is the late bloomer. So was he on the drink champs? That's funny. So shit. you feel like. You feel like for the 2000 Philly niggas showed you how to do it, and the only niggas who really capitalized on that. I think everybody in the early 2000s of Philly underachieved, even though, because they was, they pioneered so much shit and they changed rap so much, but they didn't get the commercial success. Like Meek Mill got to uh, get a lot of commercial success. With just the Philly image, like it was a lot of people who had the Philly image that people know, like people know Cheek Raw and Vodka, like but Cheek Raw and Vodka name big names being known in Florida didn't equal income. But that's because of the own independent hustle, and that's why last episode 
I shouted out Mac Miller because a person who t- who began to mold his one million listeners from YouTube or views from YouTube into something. But these guys were getting, you forget, they were getting locked up. Their careers was getting interrupted by street shit. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of niggas couldn't keep the consistency. But Meek Mill always had and Meek, that that's too. Why, and that's why he's hard body because you see that he always was a rap purist. Like, I'm writing raps in jail when I get out. My shit is popping. I'm all on all these vlogs. I'm always rapping in front of the niggas. I'm on the road heavy. I'm actually, I'm actually having radio success before I get signed in my market. You feel me? Cat, but I, but those are the super runners. I'm talking about like Cassidy. What's the, what's the excuse for Cassidy? That Cassidy doesn't. Too? Is that it too? Cassidy doesn't make the quality of product that these niggas have started making. Like I think he did. Milton, that's subjective. Are you saying that we're, what Cassidy song do you want to play right now? That's going up with any Meek Mill song that you know of the past three months. Uh, of the past three months. I mean, of the past three years. A.M. to the P.M. is not It's ass, not the like, past three years. A.M. to the P.M. Do you oh, want to talking about a Cassidy track from the past Relevant Cassidy, not old school Cassidy. That's what I'm saying. No, like, but I'm talking about anything that happens. But the only my commercial success from Cassidy. But in, in those eras, Cassidy was the guy. The era's over. I don't think he was the guy, though. Cassidy I think he was, was the, the guy, guy in Philly. Philly. Yeah, from Philly. But, he, but, in the, but, that but that's what I'm saying. Play. Because Cassidy wasn't giving you the product. He wasn't giving you the albums. That's why he wasn't the guy for other people. And most times the guys were giving you better albums than Cassidy. But Cassidy was giving you good singles. Was, what? All Meek Mill's albums is better than bars? For the time. They're the all time. better than bars? Commercially, yes. For the time. And the bars and the way the songs put the... I'm not saying you like comparing errors for the time. Just like the bar shit... You really see that, damn. Maybe Cassidy can't make. Meek Mill has a better album than Philadelphia Freeway. Hmm, but that's that's perfect. That's a classic. That's a game changer class. That's a Rockefeller once again, and now platinum selling record. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just saying that that's that a hard body. Just rappers like be like, but like, and Beans wasn't even but we're, really we're, that commercially successful. They as, wasn't intersecting with social media as quite in the times. It's also what I can say, which is the shit that keeps the mu- the, the music in motion right now. They wasn't streaming back then. So but Meek Mill didn't start with streaming. I don't I'm saying, but, but now he has but he did though, right? Exactly, because that uh, dreams and Dream Chasers two mixtape, it was streaming. Wow. That was, was, it, went, it went like play. That that, that, Meek Mill's is a dead piff legend. Yes, he a dead piff. Legend. Freeway is a nigga who was putting out tracks in albums. You know what I'm saying? Like, I saw a PD Crack mixtape the other day. It had 46 PD Cracks. I said, damn, he dropped this before niggas was... You was just now putting MP3 tapes together for niggas with 100 songs. And PD Crack had a 46... It was no streaming service for PD Crack to put that on. Right. And niggas was... If it was, niggas wasn't tuned into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, like, they are just... They are just the Harriet Tubman's of it. Right. And which is why they got to stay in shape, which is why you got to give Hove the credit, which is why you got to give niggas like Fat Joe the credit, because they stay in shape. Like, we made fun of Fat Joe. Fat Joe from the intersect says he loves P.D. Crack, don't understand. He said at first he was mad because P.D. Crack took the name Crack. He's like, I'm Joey Crack. Of course I was upset. He said, but he's, right. at the end of the day, he's Puerto Rican. I fuck with P.D. Crack. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he was like, you know, he's like, he always expected more from P.D. Crack. Right. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what happened with it. And that's why niggas respect Freeway so much. Because for his era, like you said, Freeway represents the, the nigga who pushed it as far as he fucking could. But what is he doing in the era that all those other Rockefellers is not doing it, but being a part of the whole new brand, Rock Nation? He Freeway gets it. Right. Like even though I don't got as many listens as I got before, at least I'm good enough for niggas to still stream my shit at a level that's gonna keep me managed by the nigga I came in the game with who's making crazy moves. He managed his fan base, definitely. Right. I I mean I feel like Bean still got a fan, but I mean Yeah, man. Like it's cool, man. It's just like Meek Mill has had a lot more success than niggas that we came up on, like, and it's just, it's kind of like the same thing with, like, I guess everything. Like, when you look at basketball, like, Mike Conley was the highest paid player, like. <laughs> Damn. And for the intersect, Dustin Salisbury came out in the combines as a top seven rated player in the draft class of Thaddeus Young, a.k.a. Young Bang Daddy is young <laughs> and Mike Conley. And he was the nigga who did the most and Kevin Durant. And he was the nigga who did the most reps in the combine on the two twenty-five. Uh this random facts the late bloomers could give you. <laughs> My man went undrafted but was a top ten player at the combines with KD, Daddy is young, and Mike Conley were the headliners. Right. And so but that's why Mike Conley got guapped out like that, because like you said about John Wall. According to the niggas that Mike Conley came with, came in with, Mike Conley is hard body. You feel what right. I'm saying? But I mean, for him to have more earnings than career earnings than you know, like Bob McAdoo, Jerry West, it's his era though. He can't right. That's what I'm saying. I'm just, but that's what, that's the same thing with Meek Mill and this these years mm-hmm. versus Freeway and Cassidy, Young Chris, that whole that whole era. Like nobody really. Like the money is there now. Like it's people who weigh less hotter than them who are gonna see me way more money in rap. A la Lil Uzi Vert. Not to say Lil Uzi Vert not hot, but I mean, bar for bar, they might be hotter though. You. Like, what are your favorite mainstream songs of Young Christians? That's what I'm saying. I don't have what no songs of any. Young this Chris, is what you just got. But I do have favorite. Like, what we do is a better Philly anthem than the intro, but, I mean, obviously, the intro means more in the timing of it, in the type of thing. There's no timing. It's like, when it came has, out, it always Meek, was the shit. From like, Philly is a college town. Meek has, Meek managed to do shows in the suburbs. I'm a boss. He did it. Is a, is better what they than didn't do, see, the Philly rappers from our 2000s was taken to New York immediately, but Meek work from the inside out. See, they work from the outside in. A lot of them got popping, like you said, because of the Hot 97 freestyle. So uh, aside from Beans, none of them niggas was even popping in Philly like that. Maybe except Oskino, who was already signed to the rock, but people didn't know him because even he was going in and out of jail back then. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but Meek was a really grassroots rapper. Like you said, too raw for the streets. You seen Meek Mills on the curb. Rapping on Burke Street. Niggas can't everything he say. Meek is a god MC to these young rappers out, to these young niggas out here. Because everything you could see about Meek Mill that he say, you could see it. That's like the whole factor. Everything Hov say in his bars, for, for the fan, he's brought it to life. So you watching Meek Mill's story, he really rapped to you from the curb. 
you really heard about Meek Mills going to jail for pulling the blicker on the undercover cop. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's really our gangster rapper, so it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you said, when niggas hear the intro, oh, man, niggas go crazy. You know what I'm saying? And that's love. But like you said, even though what we do is wrong, niggas go crazy for that, too. But in droves of numbers, and sure, droves, we got any likes on that, John? Yeah. <laughs> we checking our Meek Streets footage, our tracking on that Meek Street. We got six likes. <laughs> My EOE's page is light, man. I don't really give out too much content. I gave a rare post out from uh from our pregame our pregame at Meek Streets. That's cool. You know what I mean? But um Yeah, man. Uh this is this is episode episode five, you said. Is there anything else that you wanted to get it get out there before we shut it down for the for this for this episode, just that I'm I've had a hell of a week, you know what I mean. I'm in a positive spirit, a positive vibe. I'm toasting with my boy, you know what I'm saying. We talk this shit. If you didn't hear what I told you earlier, the shit Akon is doing is real. I'm not gonna mention it again, but check in the Akon shit if you give a fuck. You know what I mean. Um, the late bloomers is here with the exclusives. We coming with more and more material and concepts. Shout out to Meek Streets. Oh, well, before we go, since you shout out Akon, it's something that I wanted to talk about. I just found out that the first black-owned baseball glove company had a player wear their shit in the MLB. Like, and that's crazy to me. Like, I don't have, I don't have the name of the glove off top, but they swaggy. They make swaggy gloves, and it's a black-owned baseball glove company. And that's crazy to me that, like, there's just really no, like, Black and I always talk about getting an institution like black uh, black business that do gloves. That's dope, and it needs to be more black people playing baseball. Like because it's um, you know, we just should. I mean, it's not. It shouldn't be that hard for us to get get it together and be and continue to be great baseball players. Like why do we abandon baseball? Like put it in your repertoire. You just never know. Like, you know what I mean? I think we need to get more into that. And it's just good to know that a uh, black baseball glove company, they, they made strides like that. And it's crazy that we still make black history in 2018. It's crazy that it's still black first, like black first is wild to me. When you think about it, when you think about it, it's 2018 right. and it's still like people from our, from our ilk, from our, like, you know what I mean? complexion, whatever you want to do, like black people that's still doing first in America, like, damn, we should, like, we, the, we always talk about equality, but when you still doing first, <laughs> like, and we, the country is 300 years in and you the first one to do something, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's a long way to go. And that's 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 just a harsh reality. I don't. I feel you, but I don't look at it like that. I just feel like the first from their recordings, whoever they are. You know what I'm saying? But like like Akon said, if you're not investing in Africa, you trip in Africa is one of the, the the largest continents who gets the most sun. More more. So you're getting if you're growing anything, if you're making any crops. The sun shines more in Africa than any other place in the world. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if, if you think that 
you're on some entrepreneurial endeavors or that you're on groundbreaking fronts and you're not fucking with Africa, he's letting you know that you're fucking up. He's letting you know that people call Africa a third world country or a third world this, third world continent. And Africa has been trading currencies on mobile phones with Nokia's since, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. For example, they've been, since the first generation of iPhones, they've been trading currencies on their phones. Shit that we are just starting to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. On computers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, um, take heed. We fuck around a lot on the show, but take heed to the to the jewels that we drop. You know what I mean? Shout out to OGEs. At EOEs on Instagram. Shout out to Wyo the King. Most importantly, let's just shout out the Lee Bloomers. Let's just shout out a positive new podcast for Philly. Let's shout out us making connections with the entrepreneurs. We're not just for Philly. We, we for not. I said from Philly. Oh, I didn't okay. say for Philly. Oh, all right. We gotta let people know what Philly is really. We rooted in Philly, but like we said, we do pop culture for the world. You know what I'm saying? The Lee Bloomers, Kovasi AVSOP, on deck. I'm bitching. I don't know if Ease is with me on this shot. It's a double shot. You know I'm saying? with it, man. And it's a double shot to close out this episode. And I thank y'all for listening. Mm-hmm. And we'll be right back at y'all in a couple days. We'll be right back. Let's get it. You're about to say it right now. So look, we out here. We finally came to Meek's Treats. We got the late bloomers. Why you the king? Write your own. OGEs, you already know. You know what I mean? So we here. We finally got active here. I'm, t- I'm trying out the turkey pepperoni pizza pretzel. I think my man want this seafood salad. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a plethora of treats at Meek's Treats. You know what I mean? We got the owner. We got the owner herself. She about to give you a rundown of what she got going on. But it's a blessing to be here. Introduce yourself. Hey, y'all. This is the girl, Meek Treats, and I'm down here at 1633 Orthodox. Make sure y'all come check me out. I'm in the Frankfurt section of Philadelphia, and my birthday is coming up. Meek Treats about to be 31, y'all, so I'm having a Meek party. Make sure y'all come down and check me out. September 22nd, we're going from 3 to 9. It's a Meek party. I got the DCs. I got the Dream Chasers in the building. I got D-Line in the building. I got, listen, I got Monster Entity drink. We got all the Ramp Snap Meek Cheap Trips, Chips you can eat. We got everything. We going in. We got Meek Mill. We got Meek Treats. We got Meek Money in the building. We got everything. So make sure y'all come. It's a whole straight Meek event. We got, I'm wearing Milano. We're going to just shut it down. That's everything. What That's what I'm talking about. And say, and say your name is just again for the fans. All right. It's Meek Treats. Your girl, Meek Treats. In Frankfurt, y'all. Mm-hmm. The late bloomers. Mm-hmm. But they're good. I feel like I'm talking to them. No, you good. That's perfect. That's exactly what we need. We want 